What is going on, Brookie Nation? We are back with Storybrook Circus, episode 49. I am the Mackie Mouse. I am Isla Shikorsky. And we are here coming back at you with season three of Once Upon a Time. In case this is the first time that you are joining us, welcome. Thank you for coming. Uh, this is probably going to be super chaotic, which because all of our episodes are chaotic, so enjoy that. Uh, we are watching the Once Upon a Time ABC television show uh, every single episode. We're on season three right now. It's episode three, uh, and it, it has been a bumpy ride. It has been. A, we had season one had a, some amazing back-to-back five-star episodes that we were just completely in love with then season two came in and we were like okay some like good stuff and like oh kind of had a dip and then like went back up and it was like a kind of a roller coaster and then we had a bunch of five-star episodes just in season two bunch of bunch of great stuff and then we got into season three and then it said no sorry and we had a here pretty, we are pretty good season opener and last week's episode was a doozy it was our was it our first one star uh it might because i think we might have i think we might have had a 1.5 miranda's gonna have to check us on um but it was it was rough we we deducted many many points um but that's okay because it was not the vibe what we do moving on we're letting go holding on to tomorrow that's right what we do on storybook circus we move on we just we fresh start clean slate we're gonna see if this one does not hopefully suffer from from the trials and tribulations uh, of last week however i hope you enjoyed us being back spoilers i know that you did because the <laughs> show's been out for a day and has already been our highest listened to episode uh in, like, oh my gosh news to me i didn't even know this guys brand so. spanking new i just i just looked it up and it has the highest listens in the, this amount of time like over yeah like a, the day Ever. and a half um so thank you guys for constantly showing up can we just for a yeah. second round of applause thanks to you. for respecting our hiatus really honestly. and then welcoming us with open arms when we came back thank absolutely you for loving me thank you for being there oh god oh god uh how are you doing, Isla? How's, how's it going? It's not actually been that long since we recorded last, but I like to check in anyway. I just want to see what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Nothing really new has been happening. Um, I hate New England, and that's you know, deal. How are you? It's okay because we have a place waiting for you down here. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In sunny. This is that part of the year where Isla gets to start getting real, real cranky because uh, I don't really vacation that much at this time of year because this is when everybody else is vacationing. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't do crowds. I don't like people. I'm right there with you. Amen. <laughs> don't like people. So I'm like, what a g- <laughs> it's cold. Crank. And- Cranky crank. There's nothing to do but go to Target and spend money. Yeah. And it's like still cold up there. That's the annoying thing. Right like now, Florida's just starting to kick, especially like daylight savings time and stuff. And the well, sun's out later. It was 58 degrees today. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, hey, that's pretty good. And the football team that lives two houses next door from me brought their couches out and brought their grills out. So I know that spring is upon us because when they start bringing the couches out, wow. It's time to darty. And wow, wow. I'm, I'm here for the vibes. We live two. Polar opposite lifestyles, and I love it so much. Like I feel like neighbors. That movie with Zach <laughs> the Efron. Movie, yeah, neighbors. <laughs> Except I'm cool. Right, 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 right. I like it. Uh, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad it was at least 
moderately temperate. That's that's better than it has been. The yeah. Random blizzards and shit that were happening a few weeks ago. So like. But how are good... you down in the sunshine? State? Me, I'm a, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I uh, I am just trying to figure out this new world of being constantly busy all the time. Like, I feel like an actual business guy now. Like, I never thought I would get to that place in my career where I was like, like, I feel like I should be carrying a briefcase with files around all the time. You know, like, I have so many things in my head that I have to keep juggling and making sure I don't forget that now, now I finally feel like an adult and I hate it. (laughs) You need a pager. I have, right, exactly. Like, I have too much responsibility now. Like, I'm not complaining. I, I, I just mean, like, the youth in me is like, oh, I've turned the corner. Like, I have a, like a, I'm actually responsible. You're a real grown up. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of like a little bummed because it's, it's not the vibe. That being said, I asked for this. I wanted this. Like, this is the next logical step before I get too old. It's the right thing to do. However, just like being, that busy all the time i'm always like oh it was a busy week i'm like no this is my life now like yeah <laughs> it's, it's just non-stop troubleshooting and firefighting and you know what i mean like that's and it's just, just crazy because people are like oh my god like this generation you know like us our age they don't want to work anymore and it's like well there's actually more now because yeah. people think that cell phones and email means that you need to be accessible 24 7 whether you're on yep. vacation whether you're in the hospital yep you need to be able to reply to an email where 15 years ago, that was yeah. really not the case. When you clocked it out of the office, it was clocked the out office and you stayed went there. Home. Yeah, the office stayed at the office. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and, the other, and now that's like virtually impossible now. V- quite, quite literally, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, what your guys are. Oh, we, I, I, forget, I always forget to slip this in there. Uh, we have we are recording video in case you are interested in watching our shenanigans visually. Uh, Spotify. I'm eating crackers tonight. Yes, we so. always. Isla has a snack almost all the time, so you gotta try and. It would, I think we should play a scavenger hunt game where we try to. Somebody has to guess. Like we don't mention it, but someone has to what's guess. Isla like, like, what's Isla eating today? What's Isla eating? And then we say it at the end of the show or something. Um, uh, what you're seeing right now. This is what all my coworkers see. Well, maybe I don't look like this, but this is the angle that they see because most of my job I'm doing remote at the for for now, right? And even in the near future, it will be kind of hybrid. So it'll be some at home and some in the office. So like I'm here all day in front of this computer all day, all the time. And it just gets to be so much of just like, you know, I'm like, this is where I play games. This is where I edit photos. This is where I stream. This is where I podcast. This is where I work. So I'm just like, I feel like a hamster in this little tiny, tiny cage. Just like, you ever seen those videos of them getting on the wheel and then they spin and then they just like flop down and the thing just spins them around. And no, it yeah, I flings had them off the thing, like, and then yeah. they look like they're dead. But then, like, spring up and then, like, run on the thing again. That's what I feel yeah. like. That's the inside of my brain is like. In case you were wondering what it's like, that's that's what it is. I will never dive on to what the inside of my brain looks like. That is <laughs> that's like a one real quick trip to the grippy sock vacation, <laughs> and I do not need that right now. I don't have time. I can't pencil it in. So. Uh, this is a show. We did an almost four hour episode last week. Uh, so, Spoiler: yeah, This, this episode will not be four hours. This episode long. will not be four hours long. However, I do. We're getting like, our we're getting our chit chat out now. Yeah, I like that we though came back. Us. That's a very us thing to just like be rambling oh, yeah. and have a lot to talk about. Sorry, in the show. guys, gotta like, go. We're back though with a four hour episode. 
Well, okay. <laughs> but, but we decided when we hit that first four-hour episode, we were like, okay, this is the line. Like, we figured out where it was. This is where yeah. we pulled back from. Uh, but it was nice to just, like, I don't know. We just, you know, you know when you're, like, get with friends who you haven't seen in a long time and you just, like, shoot the shit and you're like, oh, shit, it's three in the morning. Like, that's what it was like when we came back the first time. We had a lot That's to... any time we all get together. Okay. Just, uh... That's an us problem, though, because we are... <laughs> Who we are as people. That's who we are as people. I have realized I'm the common denominator and stuff like that. Like, like when oh God, people are me. like, oh my God, like, I love you so much. I feel like we talk all the time, but we don't have a single picture together. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's because I don't shut the fuck up. I know. I'm, Am I the I'm drama? Aware. Why don't we it's have me. that on the soundboard? Is it me? Uh, no, because it gives me bad vibes because it reminds me of a particular situation. And now that noise bothers the shit out of me. Oh, really? You attach it to that? Or is it yeah. a different situation? I attach it to Rat Lady. Oh, really? That's a shame because it's a, such a good audio. Mm-hmm. But once you once once that she happens, once that happens, you can't like unconnect it in your brain too. Like you can't like rewrite. You can't go backwards on that. Unfortunately, that sucks. I have a few of those. That's like when you're thinking of naming your child. Oh God! Oh, you no, immediately yeah. have to X out every single name of every single person that ever annoyed you in life. Yeah. Oh yes, you have. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Or like a pet or something. Like if some. Even if it's a beautiful, perfect name. Yeah. Ugh. You can't. It's yeah. gotta go. That is like a, that's a dented cake pan. You can never undo that. <laughs> Everything that goes on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like a wrinkled piece of paper. You can never unwrinkle. Yeah. It's from Jane the Virgin, who's talking about her virginity with her with her grandma. And she's like, you see oh, this Oh, I only think rose. of the rose. Yeah, the rose. The crumpled rose. You can never uncrumple this rose. That she looks at every yeah. time she's in her room. <laughs> she has, doesn't she have it, like, In framed? her little, very stereotypical Spanish-looking <laughs> yeah, room. Like, that every, <laughs> yeah, every child uh, of an immigrant. Yep. Literally. I bedroom. forgot that you watched that show. That's so funny. Uh, well, hey, we're here. We might as well talk about the show that you're here to watch i'm stalling because i can't find my notes here they are <laughs> i just just keep saying individual words really slowly until you oh yeah so what for. do we what do we do here oh yeah so this is a show it's a show it's a podcast about once upon a time kind of um <laughs> if you've never if you've never watched once upon a time it's kind of weird that you're listening to this podcast but that's okay um Listen, come we're for us. rewatching the entire series episode by episode we're in season three, episode three. Uh, and to to squash any uh, potential curiosities, this is not like your standard hate podcast that's just like going out of their way to look for things to not like. No shade on those podcasts because they're fun to listen to too. That's just not us. So just in case you have right. a question about that, if you're wondering like, oh, I wonder if that's what this is going to be. We actually love the show and ran into some situations where the show did not love us back. <laughs> And that's not our and fault. That's okay, we're also not a show that is filled with toxic positivity. Yeah. I have a big, I have beef with toxic positivity. Toxic positivity and is a real thing. Not everything is great, not, and that's people for damn sure. are really starting to think that everything needs to be seen through rose-colored glasses, and it just doesn't. Some things can suck, and some episodes suck. Some characters suck in regards to like this TV show and any TV show, but we can talk shit about the bad of this TV show unapologetically. That's okay. Which we do. Because everything is flawed in this world. And that 
is your pre-podcast PSA. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case. I don't know. There might be strangers out there. You've never met us before. And you're like, I don't know. Maybe they're assholes. We're not. I promise. We're just, we're funny. We are, but for different reasons. We're funny assholes. That's fine. Um, so we are going to get into uh, our first segment of the show, which is a segment that's dedicated to you, the listener. Happens to be our favorite segment because it's kind of like the whole reason why we made the podcast in the first place because we want to talk to other people about the show that we love. It's called the Storybrook Daily Mirror. My God. I could physically see it on the waveforms. I hit the button so hard it like made a spike. Like I need to calm down with the sound oh my effect. God, chill, bro. Relax, dude. Um, anyway, uh, the Storybook Daily Mirror is a, a fictional newspaper in the world of Once Upon a Time that Sydney Glass runs. Who cares? Because that was like season one stuff. Anyway, it is also a fictional newspaper for us that you guys can contribute to just like you're on the show. How fun is that? Super fun. Woo-hoo! Yay. Fun. We love it. Um, so Isla is going to tell you how you can submit to the Storybook Daily Mirror. Take it away, Al. Well, first of all, we have an issue, friends. Uh, We have this little thing called the Apple Podcast Reviews where you go on there and you rate us five stars and you write some words. You haven't done that in a little bit, and we would really like it if you did. So if you're new here, please go do that. Second of all, we have an email address, the sbcpod at gmail.com. If you email us, we will read it on the air, like the ones that we are about to read right now. We have an Instagram, the sbcpod. Go send us a message if you want to, or don't. Um, we have a phone number, 207-536-8512, 207-536-8512. Voicemail capabilities, text message capabilities, we will play them or read them on the air, or if it is just to talk to us, we won't read it or play it on the air, and we will speak with you privately on that matter. We have a Patreon if you would like to support us financially, patreon.com slash the SBC pod. That link will also be in the bio, and if you would like to continue the conversation of Once Upon a Time, we have a Discord. There are other friends. We call them the Brookies. You can join them there and talk about the show and anything else send pictures of your dogs or your cats or literally anything see you in everland bye uh ladies and gentlemen that was isla's interpretation of the guy who tells you all of the side effects to the medication from the commercial that you just watched on tv do you think i can make some side money with that (laughs) probably yeah why not of course I should probably do that. You make side money with anything these days. Are you kidding me? That's true. Maybe you should. Have you seen the TikTok of this of the like Indian woman who has the little tiny microphone and she just hi my friends and then she like says something she saw on the internet or whatever and then she goes okay bye and then she just throws her microphone and that's the whole thing. Oh my gosh, I don't know her. Oh well, I'll send it to you. I feel like you'd love. Please do. Uh, I feel like you could do that, but like what you just did, but just like everything you like, whatever your thing is of just like some random thought that you had, but do it like that in a super fast voice. And that's the whole thing. And then, okay, bye. That's your TikTok. I just gave you a whole brand. <laughs> that's it. Every, you have to do it every single video. You just like, you like have a random, like you ever thought about like, you know, whatever, like when you go into a supermarket or whatever your daily experience is or whatever dumb shit happens, you know, it doesn't even matter what it is. As long as you just say it as fast as physically possible. Maybe I'll pick it up as one of my little side niches. I love it. I love it. I'm That's on TikTok, it. guys. I just hit 5K. Guys, oh my God. We didn't talk about that, ladies and it gentlemen. It can take two seconds. We, we are can take here two seconds. with TikTok award winning Isla Shikorsky. Yeah, 5K, wow. Thanks, guys. 5K followers 5K. on TikTok. And if you're not one of those 5K, why not? Uh, if you're not one of those 5K, follow Isla Shikorsky at Isla Shikorsky on TikTok. Uh, Thanks so much. So that was actually a huge deal. Also, if you like Euphoria, please give some love to 
one of my list TikToks that did not TikTok decided to em, like embargo and blockade for no reason at all, but it's fucking I'm hilarious. I'm literally still mad about it's it. It's hilarious. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> like Taryn showed it to me, and I actually choked. It was really, it really got me. It was good. It's giving cast me in season three, and yet yeah. I was tossed aside. And for what? And for what? You uh, know what else? I saw another girl do it today today really viral see that's not cool man it's not cool i don't like how these these weird viral rules work uh storybook daily mirror we're going to um we're going to shelve uh voicemails this week we did voicemails last week so this week what we're going to do is we're going to go back during our hiatus we got a lot of emails and so we're going to go back and go through all of the emails that we missed so that we can kind of catch up on those and then we'll we'll go back to everything um, next week so the first email we got here also everyone thank you for writing in emails i i love the like i feel like it's a different kind of conversation by email you know what i mean like the people talking on voicemails is very kind of a cash talk you know like hanging out whatever it's going on what's on your mind the email ones feel like so prepared because you have time to write them and like yeah. uh, like establish your thoughts and write out lists and stuff you guys like every form of communication you send to the starbuck daily mirror we love it's just it's so well thought out you Makes guys really Okay. It really like you guys really think about it and you you take the time out of your day to stop and contribute to the show and we thank you. I just wanted to shout out everyone who we contributes to thank this. you. You guys are hosts too, really. Um, yeah. So our first one is from uh, Nelly. So let's see. Uh, Hold on. Also, Nelly. Nell- I think, yeah, Nelly. Please I clarify. I feel stupid. We want to get it right. I feel like we've already been told this I know. and i don't remember I LA. LA? okay okay we'll go with <sighs> this is not a reflection on us please we're we're it's it's not because we're trying to be like dicks <laughs> we're just we just don't remember things i have covid brain fog we want to be respectful to our listeners also um yeah all right hey guys i just uh, arrived home after our winter vacation and during the ride i listened to and straight on till morning, which I think is the finale of season two, I believe. Uh, then I really uh, I realized that I first watched the season two finale exactly eight years ago, also during our winter vacation, and that brought up some memories. For instance, I remember that there was only one TV in the hotel, so I kind of forced everyone to watch Once Upon a Time. I also remember that until and straight on till morning, I was always like, this show had to end after that season because what else could they tell? The curse was broken and Bay's story was sort of over. So I was like, the show is coming to an end and I'm fine with that. At the time, I didn't have access to the internet yet. And I didn't know there was already a third season. But this episode was so great, especially how they handled the Peter Pan Neverland story. Uh, that from that moment on, I wanted to sh- the show to go on and on and on. So after this episode, I was a total once upon a time freak. That's so cool that like this was the ep- like season two finale was like what made you like a, a you know, kind of lifelong fan. Uh, yeah. Uh, during my last rewatch of Once Upon a Time, I listened to the audio commentaries of some of the episodes and Straight Until Morning was one uh, of, I think, two episodes, which I had to watch right again without audio commentary because it deserved to be watched with and without by the way i think besides the fact that greg and tamara are bad villains that tamara was wasn't important to the story agreed uh greg had at least a reason to be in storybrook and tamara basically didn't do anything that greg couldn't have done by himself he could have he could have shot neil just as he could have had a pass with august that's true actually if you're really thinking about a writing mechanic they could have just blended that all into a single character yeah, there was no need. There was no real. Well, the only thing was that they 
I wonder if it was to make her a girl so that Neil. I know, but like, but the but the relationship between them didn't even wasn't mean really needed anyway. No, well, I, I mean, to the point to like make Emma jealous, but did she need to be at the time? No, they could have made him flirt with. They like, had enough red baggage to like, like get over before yeah. bringing in jealousy. Yeah, you know we already what I mean? had yeah. like we had enough conflict. Um, we had enough issues going on with that, right? The only thing Greg couldn't do was to make the relationship between Emma and Neil more complicated. Which that's what you said. Uh, nevertheless, I'm looking forward to rewatch season three with you guys, and I hope you have a great day. See you in Neverland. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, the t- the uh, the uh, subject was end straight on till morning. <laughs> oh, that's uh, crazy that. I love the whole, I we for, took over the TV so we could watch once upon a time. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's really funny. I've done that. I've definitely done that with shows before. Yeah, me too. I guess I kind of did that with Lost. Like once I started watching Lost, I, I caught up with it at, like after. Like I watched the pilot, but then I didn't watch a bunch because I didn't care. And then I c- caught up with it again like midway through the show. And I would do that a lot. Be like, nope, it's Lost time. <laughs> our mine. whole family. It was a family affair. That's like our family TV show. Oh, I love that so much. I feel like I hear that a lot about that show in particular. Oh, so does it. It was our trauma choice. bonding show. I'm like dying here. Uh, next up is Stephanie. Stephanie. Um, hey guys, Stephanie here. As is there a. Oh, yes. Okay. So the title is Charming to Say the Least. Uh, these subjects, I love this play on words. These puns. Which is great because I never know how to write a subject for an email. For I'm real. Always like, I'm always like, email in query. Like, <laughs> what? Why? Why do I suddenly have no idea? I what just emailed. Oh, I literally emailed a tattoo artist yesterday and said tattoo inquiry. And I was like, why did I have to make that so awkward? Inquiry? <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I like it. believe me i hate myself more it is it, it's terrible she That's hasn't replied hilarious. back and i don't even know if she's going to now because she probably thinks i'm like a fucking bot <laughs> inquiry oh my god i'm so embarrassed are you were you twirling your mustache when you said that I, like why did i do that why did i do i'm like processing this right now oh, in real time that's awesome I love anyway it. stephanie said Hey guys, Stephanie here. As I've said before, Charming and Snow have always had a huge spot in my heart. However, that is not to say that Charming isn't without his flaws in Storybrooke. I can say that or anywhere. He kind of annoys me, yet I seem to want to always defend him. It's a weird balance. Oh my god, I think you're in love with him. If you look at the heroic and never in the wrong role he plays in the Enchanted Forest, it makes how he acts in Storybrooke make more sense. I guess. He was in a coma while everyone else spent years adjusting and becoming different people, kind of like those adults who are still full of high school drama mindset because they never got out of Dodge and experience for life. Oh, nail on the head. Charming never became David, in my opinion. Charming is just charming. Oh, do you think this is why he is the way he is? He was never in the wrong, always portrayed as the hero, whereas now he's being challenged, outwitted, and feels a little insignificant. Just a little thought. Oh, I'm so triggered by this. Okay, so... We had briefly talked about this idea that David, we can remember we were asking like, is he David? Is he David Charming? Because he's not Prince Charming. What is his name? We kept doing this whole dance around like what his persona was because everybody else's was so clear. And so clearly his was different being in a coma. And how does that like affect everything? When I first watched it, I thought the coma was kind of like Ashley's pregnancy. It was kind of like the, the, the curse sort of ignored the whole thing. And then once the curse is broken, everything kind of started up. So everyone kind of reset at that point. But 
this theory does really hold up. The reason why I say I was triggered is because this idea of like people who are, man, people being challenged and feeling insignificant and then acting up because of it. The, I wish people knew how common that is, like how many times you are actually ignoring that that's happening in your real life of somebody, you know, we always make the joke as adults that we say, Oh, you should go to therapy. Is it part of your childhood trauma? And like, because there's some validity to like everything that you do that has to go back to some weird traumatic thing that happened in your childhood. This is a thing that is just as common of the, like, I feel insecure. So now I have to puff my chest out and I have to kind of be a dick and I have to be abrasive and I have to be, you know, this is especially true with men always trying to pat women on the head and be like, oh, poor thing. Let me do it for you. I'm big and strong and I'm right. It's all insecurity of feeling needed and feeling important. And you have felt unimportant your whole life. And now you need to push your strength around in order to tell yourself the opposite. And you're really bulldozing people and hurting people in order to get that in your brain because you hate feeling insecure. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between like the meatheads from Jersey Shore, whereas Charming literally is essentially 30 years younger than everyone else that he's currently with. That's true, too. He, Yeah, he's missing the day to the day to day experiences like this is not Groundhog Day. Like they didn't forget the days of the 30 right, years. It just exactly. didn't feel like 30 years. So, yeah, he's yeah. definitely missing social interaction that would have not regressed him, but but put him behind. It just doesn't make sense because when he first came out of the coma, he was a little too normal. If that were true, then he would have been behind from the beginning. Was he behind yeah. from the beginning? Because I didn't feel that. But then also, he really didn't have many challenges when he first woke up. Just That's because he true. didn't really, you well, know what I mean? And where Stephanie Catherine. says, um, where Stephanie says, you know, he's never really been questioned or challenged. That wasn't black and white. Right. Because in the Enchanted Forest, you know, like, Good and evil is just split up. Yeah, it's kind of just what it was. Yeah, you know, it was yeah, what yeah. it was. There really wasn't any question. Now, the infidelity, like that's room for a fucking loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, this is a. This so this is, is like a really good theory. This is possibly another addition into our newest little. Oh boy. What are you? Is it should we talk? Should what we is talk it about it now? It a, it's a. I mean, it's not a segment. It's like a. It's like a. Thing. What do you call that? It's a thing, a tech, not a, another thing. Yeah, it's a thing that we do. Um, okay, I guess we should talk about it now, right? I feel like that works. Here. Okay, so last week we talked about the fact that we too too often rewrite the show ourselves uh, because it's easier. Because you know we we we're basically fixing the writing. Whatever writing, not all of it, but whatever writing is really problematic, we kind of write in a theory to be like, oh, that would make this make more sense. And I said, hey guys, let's all figure out how to uh, name what happened, what what we call it when we do that. And so you guys came out. We 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 talked about it in the chat. I mean, usually we we do a little little give a little bit more time for this, but people gave some really great suggestions. So we kind of mashed up all the suggestions together. We went back and forth a little bit. This is what we came up with. This is what we came up with at the end. And we don't want to spoil anything because it is a reference to something that hasn't happened in the show yet, but it's going to be so satisfying once we get there. Um You've heard the phrase, the pen is mightier than the sword, I'm sure, perhaps. Uh, and that is referring to, you know, writing being just as uh, impactful as physical, you know, fighting. Uh, and swords, once upon a time, we just had the fake Excalibur happen. And I feel like the reference of like, 
the, the fact that this came about because of how bad the episode was that had the fake Excalibur, I'm glad yeah. that it's pinned to that episode that we're always going to be referencing like that sword, not a figurative sword, like that shitty sword and the actions that came before and after it, right? So the author's pen is mightier is what we're going to call when we rewrite the show on behalf of the scripts. Yes. On the, of the writers, right? So if the scripts are weird and they're not doing the right thing, we're going to be like, oh, this is because of that. The author's pen is mightier. That's that's what we call it when we kind of correct. So like our our we still <laughs> although we still have it named our correction section, but we totally named this already. We got this one down within like fifteen minutes. Listen, everybody yeah. everybody contributed. There was like they were talking about the editor's room, like the writer's room, and the cutting room floor, and the the um. What there were some other ones storyboarding. People were talking about um, uh, what was it? Uh, Neverland something or other. It was it was like a lot of. Great yeah. suggestions that we... Um, a lot of collaboration. Yeah, 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 yeah. So shout out to oh. everybody who contributed. I thought about I thought about what David's situation reminded me of. Yes. People that are in cults. Yeah. When you get out of a cult. Mm, or like to, those like, kids in California. Like Unbreakable this happened, Kimmy like, pretty, Schmidt, like that. <laughs> this happened pretty recently. The, the family in California, the parents turned out to be like extremely abusive and were like keeping their kids like seven children were like kept in like cages and shit and they've never been outside like they had like literal mm. like vitamin d deficiency because they had not stuff, been outdoors yeah. Right, yeah right right and now one of the girls is like an aspiring model and she's on tiktok and people are always like oh my god like you're so awkward and everybody's commenting like uh yeah she didn't realize that like the outside world existed until two years ago and right. she's a fully formed 16 year old hmm. like yeah that's, that's true kind of, it's kind you know what i mean yeah like when yeah, you, yeah 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 when the when the real deep i'm like really trying not to offend anybody when like the mormons like if you break free of your mormonhood um right mormonhood, sure entire <laughs> entirely different the village no I, right, that no, movie the whoa. village the village really i would love out. to do a brookie movie club on the village because the village that movie freaked me out Completely. that was one of my first twists you know what i mean like um can i can I share crazy ending movies about where... the village? I had no intention of watching the village. I went. To, I was living. Oh, we in New had to York watch it for school. Ew! What? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's where I watched it in school. You should have seen me. I was a mess. Wow. Can you imagine me watching a movie like The Village in front of my peers? No, thank you. This is okay. why I'm not cool. This is what happened. I, Shit like this. I was living in New York at the time, and my my girlfriend at the time and I. I was in high school right when that came out. So like. We would go to movies pretty frequently, right? And sometimes we would go to movies not to watch movies. We just wanted to, like, make out in the dark room. Who cares? And we, and we had no place to go. And, like, you know, you don't have a car or, uh, like, your own place. And, you know, because you're not an adult. So, like, whatever. So it was not uncommon to just, like, show up to a movie theater and be like, who cares? It's whatever. And just, like, right? Well. I don't know if that is the movie that I would pick to make out. No, to, no, no, to no, 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 no. See, here's what happened. I strolled up to the movie theater and it was a fucking huge movie theater because this is like. This the, is not me disrespecting your decision to like get some in high school. That's not what this is about. This is that's not the movie for that. No, the reason I say this, this is this is the <laughs> hilarious part of the story is uh, 
big ass theater in the middle of Times Square, and I didn't know what this movie was. And I said, oh, let's pick a movie that definitely has been out for a long time that nobody cares about. Turns out it was the opening weekend of The Village, and I had never seen any, and this is like, I was in high school, so I was watching TV, I was listening to the radio all the time, so like, I knew when movies were coming out, right? But because this wasn't the kind of thing that I would have been into, I was not marketed this movie. So I didn't know it was opening weekend, and it was like a random, or it was like early evening time, it wasn't like primetime movie, it was like five maybe, or something like that so get into the theater <laughs> empty theater and i'm like yeah of course because who the fuck is watching whatever this movie is called what is it the village like yeah, it doesn't even sound like a real movie and i get in the <laughs> get in the back row this theater packed wall to wall standing room people standing on the stairs and so and usually i'm like spread out like i have my like legs on the chair like we were like because it's like an empty movie theater who cares you're in your like living room like hanging out on the couch right and like literally i'm shoulder to shoulder with people now and i'm like well i guess we fucking watch whatever this dumb movie is and the movie and then we (laughs) sit through m night Shyamalan's the village and I, my eyes are like bugging out of my head. I'm like, what did we just watch? Are you kidding me? Like, I was so freaked. I was like not in the right mental space to watch this movie. It was a mess. I, I oh, never yeah. forgot. I was a literal mess in the sixth grade watching The Village. Oh, Why? my God. That was a school. I don't know. That's Why? weird. That was a movie. I mean, I guess I could understand some educate, but that seems really dark for even for middle school. That seems a sixth little grade. Too. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess you there's like there's like social implications and like I don't know it it that was a horror movie for me. It was a and and to top it off of like you're just gonna like not watch a movie and then for this this to be the thing that you're like forced to watch because you paid for it. I was it was a bad experience. <laughs> but that, I would love to watch it for Bookie Movie Club because when, that was such an insane movie. Well, now it's burned into my freaking brain because I was like paying attention. <laughs> like, but really you never know attention. the ending could change. Yeah, I mean... Ugh. That's how I view every movie. Dude. Because that's how my dad views movies. Like, he... Have you ever watched Iron Will? No. It's a dog sledding movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, like, it's old. old yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, no. It's something like my dad would, like, put on randomly. <laughs> Yo, that's my dad's favorite movie. And let me tell you, you will not catch him slipping for the last 15 minutes of that movie every time he is like, on the edge the of his seat, yeah, yeah. nail-biting, wondering if he's going to win. That's and, hilarious. Uh, you would, I, like, I feel like it's a bit, but then I look at him and is I'm like, I don't know if he knows if this is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, the village. Oh, the village. Anyway. In summary, thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> I think charming was village. No, that was a, that. That's actually a really good, uh, compelling uh, a conversation about char- the, the philosophy behind kind of charming. Especially after last week, because damn. No, especially after last week, because we I like, stabbed dude, him with that fake sword. Let me tell what you, trauma he was are you in unpacking, for it. dude? Like seriously. Anyway, um. All right, so how do you want to do you want to brand info this one? You know, because they're numbered, so we can kind of, you know, I'm because I, I feel like it's going to be multiple episodes. Let's just for Paula, yeah, let's just let's take it, yeah, episode. let's do it. Uh, so we got Paula here. Um, this is the uh, the intro to the email. I, I, I said all that because there are uh, multiple bullets here, uh, and I and sometimes Paula's writing in for, about different episodes binging. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna split it up, it'll be fun. Uh, hi guys, I got COVID. 
so I got behind on episodes. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Damn, we <laughs> did too. Yeah, like that sucks. Literally same. <laughs> I love that you said we too. I love that whatever happens to you also happens to me. <laughs> Everybody, I took COVID. everyone down with me when we I got did. COVID. I literally was like, "You all have it." We now. we have COVID, even though we not don't literally, even... but collectively as a group, we're all mm. going through it. Well, I got mental COVID for sure. Uh, I was miserable. The unusual after effects of COVID made me more miserable. In case you're curious, one is... Oh, okay, wow. we're going to skip all this part because this is very personal and we don't need that <laughs> for anyone. Yeah. Uh, we read it, though, and uh, thank you for sharing and we appreciate your honesty and candor, but we will... Oh my gosh, wait, she does... There is a one of the joint damage... Yeah. Uh, you know what? COVID sucks. Yeah, this is this is all just like COVID side effect things, so yeah, we're going to... Terrible. We, we appreciate your... Uh, resilience and we're i'll talk glad. to you separately paula because, yes and i hope yeah, that you damn. feel better i mean i'm assuming yeah. you feel better by now but like the the stuff that happens afterwards as we discovered is really kind of screwed up literally so. still sick everyone yes it's, fine. it's not great um number one okay so i know i'm supposed to be all touched by neil apologizing to emma and expressing his fear that she'll never forgive him but all i'm thinking is yeah you're right neil i could never forgive you for listening to august i like neil more than hook but yeah I could never, ever come back from that. And how in the latest episode, he tells Milan that his biggest regret is not going after Emma Post's curse. No, Neil, your biggest regret should be not punching August's face. <laughs> and then going after your girl and your unborn child. Screw her destiny. Yeah. That, Strong yeah. words. Very accurate. Honestly, very fair. Number two. Okay, so I know you guys hate Greg and Tamara's storyline. Yes. But I kind of think it's brilliant. <sighs> Hello. For one I mean, thing, it's sort of neat that they can kind of make Regina suffer. Okay, fair. Not that I want her to suffer because I love her. I know. But it's cool. Any ordinary non-magic people can bring a magic person down. And second, you honestly don't know where Neil will fall in this. I mean, Tamara is right. He, of all people, would be able to understand why they'd want to get rid of magic the way he sees it. Magic destroyed his life. They could have gone a very different direction and had him go with it. As for being bad villains, I can say Tamara is a bad villain because I don't see her motive. We all agree that she did not need to be in the show. Yeah, but Greg, sorry. come on, his dad just had actress. no closure. Let's just put that out there. Yes. Like, she's phenomenal, yes. but this character was did not do her justice. His dad disappeared and he had no closure and nobody believed him when he told them what happened. That would enrage me and make me want to destroy magic, not to mention make Regina suffer. Yeah, Greg's anger is very valid. That's motive enough for me to see a good villain and to not feel super bad for Regina. And yeah, I did feel bad when he discovered his dad dead I, we were just really mad at him i'm slightly glad for yeah. him that he did make her suffer a little bit even if obviously he wasn't going to overpower her that being said i wasn't too sorry when they both got snuffed <laughs> they were believable villains to me but i was also sick of the words home office agreed. that was yeah really i don't dumb. i for all of the suffering that regina i think it was the campy got, secret agent thing oh, that was, really they might as well it. have pulled perry the platypus out of their coats and been like oh, go get him perry I'm like shut up okay i would have loved that Okay, that would actually Imagine. Hey, where's Perry? <laughs> I love him. Uh, the whole Regina suffering thing, I'm like, Reg there were so many points where Regina should have suffered and didn't, and this was not one of them. Like, it felt yeah. like it felt really, I don't know, especially at this point in Regina's story, it felt too late. Like, if they showed up in season one when she was being really bitchy to everyone, like, yeah, that probably would have made more sense. And it would have been more, I don't know, felt more just. But, like, here, yeah. Regina's Even at the on beginning of season two. I yeah. think it just felt dead at the end. I was just like, ugh, this just feels dirty. I don't know. Uh, number three, I'm glad Emma didn't jump with Neil and choose her kid. I always hate it when it when people romanticize people doing that and leaving their kids. That's why I hate yes. Mark and Lexi as a couple on Grey's Anatomy. But everyone's like, Sophia's fine. 
<laughs> Mark needs to be with Lexi. He couldn't live without her. If someone said that I didn't matter and my dad couldn't live without my mom, I'd have issues. It happens. Yes. It happens in TV shows a lot too. Like, yeah, it, they, the Grey's one is very spot on. Yeah, the the romance always kind of is is the 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 you, you they try to make you forget about everything else. Be like true love. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Man. Number four, Regina made me cry. Let me die as Regina. If they dared to ever kill her off, I swear I'd have legit quit watching. I got so invested in Regina that by the time season five ended, let's put it this way, I didn't care about Emma's happiness at all. If I had to pick who got to be happy, Regina oh would every God, time. Oh, my God. Strong. <laughs> uh, let's see. Number five. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't feel bad for Hook when it came to trying to make good with Bay. I don't think I'd want to be best buds with the man who helped my mom ditch me. Not only that, but he wants to kill my dad. I do get that he's mad at Rumple, but I appreciate he has still has some loyalty towards him because Hook kind of uh, because Hook kind of is what took his away his parents. And then to hear we were going to come back for you when you're older. Oh, sure. When you're older and can help us out and you aren't a whiny little toddler. Oh, OK, <laughs> that makes us feel so much better. I'm glad Bay ditched him. And honestly, it kind of upsets me to know how things turn out for Hook in later seasons when I watch this. Feels like a betrayal of Bay. I mean, I, I totally understand what that's saying. I don't feel like it's a betrayal of Bay because I think they they gave Bay his own thing, you know, his own he can't got to kind of stand on his own two feet. But that whole thing is already messy. You know what I mean? I think they tried I just to... disagree because Hook didn't owe Bay loyalty. Not um, really. What's her name? Uh, Mila? Mila owed him loyalty as his mother. That's true. That's you know what true. I mean? It's, we skip you, over the It's Mila like when you can't blame the other girl if the other girl didn't know that you existed. And like, really, the other girl didn't. <laughs> she didn't owe you anything. Your boyfriend that cheated on you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was drinking soda. That is totally true. <laughs> That's totally just true. how I feel about analogy. it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Think, uh, I think Hook was really trying to make right. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I do. The way that he did it, it felt genuine to me. It didn't feel like he had an yeah. angle or he he that really did feel like his feeling for Mila kind of extended. That is also serious therapy. Unpack, like, oh, yeah, 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 stuff to unpack. Like Bay would need to speak to somebody about that to get to that point. For sure. Number six. So it's possible that doctor was emotional over his birth because Emma was so young. Also, she was in prison. Remember? Oh, that's true. That would have been a prison birth. It's probably an emotional thing to deliver the babies of inmates, not knowing what's going to happen to them. Would she have still? Would she would have still been in prison? When did she get out? Yeah, she was. She would have been because she yeah. was chained. I yeah, she was oh, handcuffed to the bed. Oh, right, you're right. Yeah, no, that's a that's another added layer. To yeah, think about. true. And then number seven, lucky seven. As much as like. As much as I like the whole let's work together thing, I'm kind of on Emma's side and blaming Snow and Charming for Henry being taken. She'd still have her kid if she'd gone with plan A and Regina was ready and willing to die for Henry. They have no room for feelings or self-preservation because everything's about saving everybody else. And if you want to live your life always putting others first, fantastic. You die for your cause, but not everyone's built that way. Hence why not everyone goes to war. It makes Mm. me wonder what would have happened if she'd chosen the easy path. Would they disown her because she chose to save herself and Henry over Regina? I do realize that this is the story of the savior and in their minds, of course, she has to do the right thing because she's their kid. But if you put that in the real world terms, then that means they dislike her if she chose herself or even Henry over others. I think that if they had never seen Henry again, they could console themselves by saying that they did the right thing. 
And Emma's not built that way because that's not how the world she lived in works. If she lived in a world where you had to maybe do bad things to survive. So uh. with their mindset, they're saying that the way she managed to survive was wrong and she's bad. I wouldn't want to tell them how I survived the Vostage system if I was Emma. Well, that's all I got. Sorry if it's long and rage-filled. Never apologize. Maybe it's another <laughs> side effect of COVID, Paola. <laughs> Thank you, Paola. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is all... I, I just love the perspectives of the people who get to, like, sit down and really think about it. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and, like, give us their... I just I love that. We give chaotic, on-the-fly thoughts. They get to really take the time to talk it out with themselves and form coherent thoughts. Rather than my 10.30 p.m. brain, so. Uh, Yeah, we do kind of uh, shoot from the hip a little bit, which is okay, you know? That's the kind of how we roll. Yeah, we We live on the edge. Keep it, yeah, you know, um, we keep it 100. I hate myself, I'm not going to. Okay, nope. Time to go. (laughs) Uh, Is that it? No, we have a couple more. Uh, from Jasmine. Let's see. Hi, y'all. I was contemplating leaving a voicemail, but I remembered you saying that it cuts you off after a couple of minutes, and I have a lot I want to try and cram into this, and I'm a total babbler. <laughs> so I know I wouldn't get into all one message. First of all, the podcast is absolute flawless perfection. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, wow. Thank you so much for taking everything that goes through my brain and putting it into actual words. After finishing a Once Upon a Time binge with my mom, her first time watching my second. This past New Year's, I was curious to see if anyone was doing a rewatch podcast, and I, f- I found a few that were not for me and was starting to become disheartened until I found SBC. This show is everything I've ever wanted from a podcast and more. It's taking me... My head is, like, enormous right now. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. This is so... Uh, <laughs> it's taken more me a couple months, but I'm finally caught up, which is both amazing and a bit disappointing. I know y'all encourage everyone to reach out immediately, but my anxiety kept telling me I had to wait. So I wouldn't say something that y'all have already covered and I end up feeling like an idiot. <laughs> so Oh my god, okay. Nobody now. has literally ever repeated the same thought verbatim. So no, no. never feel afraid of that. No, no, no. Uh first off, hi, my name is Jasmine. I'm in the Discord as G- Discord as Goose Baby J. Hell yeah. And I'm from a small town in the lower eastern shore of Maryland. I uh <laughs> I don't know if you're still interested in naming brand info, but I thought Storybook Thrift Store seemed cool. Oh, shit. That's so good. That might be what we call it from now on. See yeah. what happens? You didn't repeat something we covered. The first words out of your mouth in this email were amazing. Approved. We're doing that. I love it. Do you love it? I love it. Yeah, I do. It's perfect. Uh, to keep it in theme and most because most of the stuff is no longer available at retail stores. Yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible. Oh, my God. I really. Why didn't we think of that? We're so we both shop at thrift stores. I know. I well, literally I'm so embarrassed right for now. Fun. Oh, my God. Damn. Uh, okay. I had never heard of Lost before finding your show, and when y'all keep mentioning it, I convinced my mom to binge it with me, and we were both instantly hooked. So much so that I did the rare thing of recommending it to my super nerdy best friend. Wow, that's two levels of recommendations on a show that is like almost 20 years old now. That's crazy. A groundbreaking show, and we broke the news. Sure did. That it existed. Guys, we're like on the forefront of trailblazing (laughs) folks. Dare I say we are influencing people. (laughs) I know you guys keep talking about how old you are and referencing things when you grew up, but I was I was 
born in 99 and grew up with <gasps> almost everything y'all talk about. So I don't know if it's just because my parents were like super not into keeping up with technology. I swear my dad still has one of those TVs with a dial and antennas in his bedroom. <laughs> or if the 90s just bled into the 2000s and refused to leave. I think it's a little bit of, probably a little bit of both. A little bit. The 90s definitely bled into the early 2000s. They did not bleed into the 2010s. No, you That's, had cool parents. or And you had to have cool parents in order for that bleed to, like, affect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because my brother was born in 97, and we had two totally different childhoods. Yeah, yeah. And that's only, like, a three-year age difference. Yeah, totally. Uh, more things. Congrats on reaching one year, although I personally kind of wish you had started a day earlier so SBC and I could share a birthday. Oh, my God. Happy belated birthday. Speaking of birthdays, happy belated Isla birthday, oh she says. Oh, my gosh. You too. Did she hear you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I know how King George gets a lot of crap, but I grew up on NCIS where he played the agency director. Yeah, in the first couple seasons. Uh, so every time I see him, all I see is Tom Morrow. Also, they named this man Tom Morrow, and I will never get over it. <laughs> Mr. Tom Morrow? Tom, Mr. Tom. Paging? Mr. Paging Tom, Tom Morrow? <laughs> Alan Dale. Um, I don't want to start drama or pin anyone against each other. Juicy. Oh, my God. What is this? <gasps> but if I'm being honest, I've got to say that I have a favorite host. Oh, it's about to go down. That's Dr. Harper. <laughs> oh, it's going to be my tears going down my face. Oh my god. No offense Aww. to either of you, but every time HJ comes into the room, she is just she just has such a commanding presence. You can't help but give full attention to her as she well deserves. Oh, I'm crying. Before we even finish this email, I was actually crying right now. Oh. <laughs> I was wiping tears. Oh my god, when people talk about Harper like that, I can't I can't help it. She is so special. So anytime that somebody else recognizes how special she is, I'm like she Cute. I raised her. She really is amazing. And she she's just getting started too. That's the thing that every time I'm always thinking about this how she is this cool and she's not even in school yet. Like <laughs> guys, my kid is vlogging. She vlogs, she has a podcast, she like does all this stuff on her own. She ends all of her vlogs with so bye. <laughs> and it's <laughs> the, okay anyway bye oh my, oh my god thank you so much love it oh thank you for that uh i absolutely love all the production notes i was that weird kid who would watch every behind the scenes bonus feature on the dvds because i've always been so fascinated by everything that goes into making shows and movies oh my god jasmine same that's same. why i do it uh i low i know a lot of people hate that stuff because they feel like it takes the magic out for them but i honestly think it makes them have more of an appreciation of the final product yes okay this ended up being longer than i intended but I'm sure I'll remember more stuff for now. Stay gold, stay rumple, and I'll see y'all in the Enchanted Forest. Bye. Okay. Um, I only went through that really quickly because she did remember more stuff, and there's a part two. <laughs> uh, I just remembered something I wanted to share with y'all, and that is that Bailey Madison was on an episode of House with Jennifer Morrison when she was like six years old. I was oh doing my a, gosh. I was yes. doing a house binge with my mom last year. And when I saw baby Bailey come on screen, I practically jumped out of my seat. Like that's baby snow with a brunette Emma. Okay. So anyway, that's all I had to say for now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you for that email. Oh, that was, I love it. Seriously. Thank you so much. That was, that was fantastic. And you know what? As much as we say, we like to have people like, like email in and call in like as they're binge watching like once they start like just keep just calling now i do love that like 
the like crammed in summary catch up of things. Yeah, it's when kind you're of like awesome. First, yeah, joining. But I'm listen, like, Storybook Thrift Store. This episode has some brand info in it, so Storybook Thrift Store is going to make its debut in a few minutes. So I'm really, uh, I'm really pumped that you shared that with us. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, I think that's it. Paula, Jasmine, uh, Sophia, Stephanie, Nele, Nele. <laughs> I'm always going to do that wrong. <laughs> Thank you all. No, we're going to get it. For participating in the Storybook Daily Mirror. We appreciate every single one oh of you. My oh my God. I'm just so, you guys are so great. That's, that's it. That's the Storybook Daily Mirror. And I love all of you. Uh, speaking of us as a community, before we get into the pre-show, I'd like to point out that today at the, the day of taping, Today is the Ides of March. Is March fifteenth, which means it's also St. Patrick's Day. Is that today, right? March fifteenth. Did I get that wrong? Seventeenth? I don't remember. Oh, I thought it was the seventeenth. It's probably the seventeenth. I probably who well, But you, it'll be before the tape. So this episode will be the Ides slash uh, St. Patty's Day episode, right on Monday. Yeah. But also, what it is is a uh, quarantine anniversary. And oh yes. Uh, we, we, I still extend the invite to call into the Storybook Daily Mirror and tell us what your, the beginning of your quarantine experience was, if, uh, you would like to share. Um, obviously we recognize that not all of them were fun or enjoyable or calm or chill. People, real stuff happened. People lost their jobs. We are not romanticizing COVID. No. Some people lost their lives. Like it was scared. People were scared. People broke up. Like there were a lot of bad things that happened. However, Quarantine really did overall, even with that bad stuff, humble probably all of us. Let's be honest. Everything that we took for granted, we no longer as a people take for granted. I'm pretty sure that goes across the board. Our yep. relationships, our our relationship with our own houses, because we didn't ever have to spend so much time in it before. Uh, yep. With our families, uh, the way that we, you know, long distance friends, you know, Isla and I uh, met because of a previous podcast that we had done together and that's that's how we had met each other that started as a result of quarantine i mean we probably would have done it anyway but quarantine was it was like well everyone's home anyway and no one's going to disney so let's make a disney podcast um so the in a way the like for us personally like we we personally did not lose our jobs although i got furloughed but like you know we didn't lose our houses and our shirts and you know we were we were doing okay um but to us, it kind of symbolizes the beginning of our relationship as friends, you know, and, yeah. and what that bloomed into. And we're as tight as family. We we consider each other siblings at this point because right. of how much time we spend to do, uh, with each other and stuff. Um, so, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, a happy anniversary. A little bit. A little bit. A I little know. Bit. I know it's weird to say because COVID's scary and it's a deadly virus. And I get that. And, you know, I want to be sensitive and respectful to that. But, you know, quarantine was wild for everybody. And there was a time of that, right, where everybody, when you had a chance to, like, not be so scared of the numbers and back off from everything and just go, oh, wow. Like, we're all, all taking, like, a just a huge pause button. The whole world at once. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about that. We all it's like really did it together. Crazy to think about now. You know, it's a little bit scary to think about. But like, you know, it it's is. Just, I don't. I, yeah, I can't like dwell on it for too long. We try but not like, to. Spiral. We were literally getting settled, making our whipped coffee 
and discovering what TikTok was two years ago. That's the thing. That's, that's like a, to put the, things in perspective. Right. Like that's what that's what I mean. Is like the, we were all all we. I say we as in like literally anybody over the age of twenty was like we're not downloading this app. Yeah. We're not accepting a we're new not, form of social media we're not into do our it. lives. It was very we're aggressive. We're capped out. Yeah. For some reason, on that are those generations like all of us older people i guess you could say we're like no we put a cap on our limit for social media we have no room for this we've we have enough yeah and look at us now look at look at what the two and the crazy part is speak in tiktok it was (laughs) you do don't worry about it don't worry about it sweetheart (laughs) um the uh the craziest part is that it wasn't last year it was two years ago Two years ago, not one, two. <laughs> That's the thing that freaks me out the most is like two marches ago, we were going into Cabana Bay at Universal. In fact, my time hop last night showed the Flow Rider concert at Universal that we were at because, um. because Mardi Gras was canceled, already canceled. And Florida like lives in Florida, so he's always here. And I think it was Diana Ross or somebody who was supposed to be here. And every nobody was traveling. Everything got canned. And so Universal called up Florida and was like, "Yo, come up the street and come throw a show." And he played a two and a half hour concert because he literally said, "We're about to go home for a long time. Let's just party tonight." And he just kept going. He kept going. It was the craziest party ever. And we we're like getting yelled at by our parents like why are you out in crowds like real it was wild like it was nuts you know oh my god and we partied hard and we went back to the hotel like i was talking about last week and people's reservations were getting canceled and all this stuff and and yeah. and we you know i guess started the pod well i think at that point we had already been toying with test shows and the stuff the idea of it yeah. yeah but we oh no 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 that's when we started talking about it because our first show was may the 4th because it was star wars so yeah. but, so march and april was when we started you know messing around with stuff so this is the beginning if you can imagine uh, a baby isla and mackie from two years ago uh yeah. starting to very slowly realize that we are twins <laughs> That we are the same person and that our values are the same and the way that even yes. though Isla is younger than me with a child, I have no kids and I'm older and somehow we're still the same person. How is that? You're like you're like such the most okay. different a life could be. And yet we are so simpatico. It makes yes. me really happy. So I take the time before we get into our pre-show to appreciate not just our listeners, but also you, my co-host. Wow. Because I'm very. Samesies. As, uh, as many times as everyone who's listened to the show has picked up that things didn't go well. <laughs> they didn't end up great. The way that we met, or for whatever reason that we met, I'm grateful for it. Because it's a very important part of my life now. So among, you know, this podcast and, and the- We made the, lemonade out of rotten lemons <laughs> that were molding. That's true. That we didn't know we were molding. Uh, and we didn't get salmonella. We so somehow, by the luck- A success. Of the Lord. Uh, and, and a shout out to our expanded group of friends as a result of us meeting that all kind of meet in the middle and combines together. It's beautiful. I love it. And as a result of that, we have this extended family in the Brookies that we created- from last February, out of thin air, random strangers on the internet who all shared this stuff and came over to listen to us idiots talk for three hours on a microphone. Storybook Daily Mirror is about appreciating each other. And so 
two years ago. Happy quarantine anniversary, everybody. Happy quarantine anniversary. Hopefully, hopefully it's happy. And I really mean that I'm not being facetious. I hope if it wasn't, you know, obviously pour one out. But like, hopefully it was happy thoughts. Anyone, at least let's dwell on the stuff that were, you know. I wish there was a different word because you can't, it's like. Like ha- it's not a happy it's or not an like anniversary. It's like you say happy really. death anniversary. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like when somebody dies, but you still celebrate. You like acknowledge it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, that's why you you know a lot of people turn the funerals into like celebration. The day of the life. music died. <laughs> the day the music- <laughs> it was a, a celebration of a of a new perspective. How's that? Yeah. Which is very much so what it was, and hopefully for for anything that you have lost. And maybe it was a small thing. Maybe it was a big thing. Maybe it was a lot of big things. Uh, hopefully you have gained something, even if that is perspective and wisdom or or friends or a new lot on life. Listen, we were different people two years ago and we put up with different shit two years ago too. And I really appreciate the fact that because we stopped down and we experienced everything we experienced together, we are now the strong, badass, beautiful boss bitch babes that we are today. Yeah. Amen. Okay. A- Freaking man. Uh, enough of that. Anyway, if you'd like to share your quarantine story, uh, please feel free and we will share it on next week's um, Starbucks Daily Mirror. So, uh, the pre show. Let's talk about Once Upon a Time, uh, season three, episode three. It's called Quite Monster. a Common Fairy. Now, if you have not seen the, the commercials, this is uh, 2013, right? You're following along once upon a time. You're watching it live. It's great. You, you crack open your book, your TV guide book, and you flip through it. I realize that it's not 1993 and it's 2013, but just go with me here. You crack it open. You see 8 p.m. Sunday. Hmm. New Once Upon a Time episode. And you see quite a common fairy as a title. And you're in Neverland? Y'all, Listen. <laughs> I was pumped. Uh, the character backstory, obviously, Tinkerbell. Huge character edition. Would you say this is probably the biggest character edition so far? Mm, no. Aside from Peter Pan himself. Oh, Who's- wait. I'm sorry. Car- what about Neil? Hmm. Yeah. And Hook. But Neil, first of all, Neil and wasn't August. a character we would have known about. I think Hook probably was the biggest one. But because Hook yeah. introduced all of Neverland. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, you're right. Hook, Peter Pan, then Tinkerbell. That's fine. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, It was October 13th to set the the entire world of Neverland. We were like, I mean, truly, to see that hook clink on and spark like that, like it was Hook the movie, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Uh, There's a very special announcement we have to make. Are you ready for this? The writer of this episode, I wish I could put the echo on it, but it won't record, um, is. Jane Espenson. Y'all, Jane Espenson is back. This is a very exciting time. We Long bow live down. Queen, Queen Jane. Queen, Queen please. Jane. Queen save Jane. us. Uh, so uh, th- this is good. This is going to be important. She has sole writing credit on this episode after a one star episode. If anything is going to uh, revive. Well, yes, but but also um, uh, the the. I don't want to call it a myth, but our theory, prove our theory that Jane is the truth. 
this is the episode that's gonna if 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 they really have the pull that we think they do based on what we described before like is she the sole writer or is she the just the one who did the script writing their bad ideas like who knows i don't want to talk shit about this writer's room because they are really good but like we've had some problems uh it's directed by alex zakursky is what i'm gonna go with no Zaki Zuski. Zach Zachers Zachersk? Why couldn't it be? Oh, Zachersky? that's an R. I'm sorry, I thought that was an I. Cause if it's it's Z-A-K-R-Z, so, so it would be sorry. Zach. So W's Zakruski. are V's. Zakrusky? Yeah. In but the, Polish. But the K- W's are so the, V's. But the K-R-Z-E would just be kind of like crew. It's right? like the a, Z would be silent? It's like Chesh. Like it's Guys, this it's, is Poli- it's hard. This is Polish it's, lessons it's with hard. <laughs> It's a hard um, language. Uh, if Bart comes back in time, I will have him okay. um, do it Zek, for us. Zek, 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 Zek. I am K-R-Z, a Shikorsky. The KRZ so, is the one that's getting Yeah, it, it makes a certain noise. Yeah, I need right, right. him. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll get we'll get Bart's uh, official uh, ruling on we'll that. We'll get the official citizen of Poland on it. Yeah. Uh, Eight million viewers last week. We're down to 7.53 Nielsen rating. Yeah, uh, I don't blame those 0. 0.50 people that decided they were dipping. Yeah, I guess. But Tinkerbell, though. Uh, synopsis. In their continuing quest to find Peter Pan's hideout and save Henry, Hook suggests tracking down Tinkerbell in the hope that she will lead them straight to his camp. Pan reveals to Henry why he has brought him to Neverland. It's about damn time. And in the Enchanted Forest, Neil has a plan that could transport him to Emma, but it would involve using one of Robin Hood's most precious possessions. Meanwhile, in the fairytale land that was, Tinkerbell offers to help Regina improve her life. This is a little confusing because we're in Neverland. We got this whole thing in Neverland going on. We have stuff happening in the Enchanted Forest now, which is Neil, Mulan, etc. And then we have flashbacks to old Enchanted Forest where we find out that Tinkerbell and Regina knew each other and why. So there's a little bit of... There's a lot going on here. Um, so, <laughs> hilariously, I put all of the production notes in the wrong section in the notes. <laughs> oh, I didn't is, even notice. Which is very <laughs> funny. Uh, but now we will. <laughs> None of you needed to know that. It was just for that was just for me, Nyla. Uh, production notes. So, Ooh. what do we always start production? No- oh, we didn't. Uh, that's because I screwed up. Um, <laughs> Caught produ- off guard. Production notes is when we talk about things that happened uh, uh, to film it, like little behind the scenes things and trivia, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we usually start with what the title card is. And I accidentally reversed the bullets and Isla's head completely exploded. <laughs> like a cartoon I had character. no idea how to move forward with She the was show. like, that's not a title card. What do we do? <laughs> Uh, anyway anyway tell us what the, the title, title card features. this week features tinkerbell lighting up the title with her magic a reference to the style in which the disney animated version of the character magically brightens the company's logo at the beginning of several of its home video releases i truly love this <gasps> i'm tinkerbell and you're watching disney channel yeah I, exactly i'm i truly love this and i'm really excited to see how they're going to handle it. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause yeah. you know, it's the title cards are very stylized. So I'm curious as to like, I love that. What they're going to do to make it happen. Uh, Henry claims not to like apples and calls it a family thing. Referencing, uh, <laughs> an apple red as blood, which is literally the episode when, uh, 
Evil Queen actually poisons Snow, where she gives her the ultimatum and then Snow takes the bite. That's what. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or just in general that apples poison people. Yep. We also have a pause and read. Uh, Pan's map of Neverland lists Mermaid's Lagoon, a location from the Peter Pan novel. Other locations listed in this include Indian Village, which is based on the Native American camp from the novel, and Skull Rock, which is based on the Marooner's Rock. In addition, a mermaid is pictured on the map. You know, I really need to go back and read the novel. I don't think I've ever read the novel. I've never read it. I'm curious as to if they're like, like how it's portrayed differently yeah you know what i mean um peter pan says to henry that he's heard a story about a man who once shot an apple off his son's head with an arrow which is a reference to a motif in a number of legends in in germanic folklore it's best known uh for the uh swiss folk hero william tell that's that's the one that we know of it's like william tell put an apple on his son's head in front of a tree and shot the apple off that's the william tell overture yeah it's a weird those are those are things that i like actually remember being told in school i have no idea why or what the context of it was like what was the lesson we were doing? like oh, did someone ask not. who william tell and the william tell overture is you know like yeah what the heck whatever i've never heard of that it's very weird but you've seen it in cartoons i'm sure like seeing someone put an apple Maybe. up or some kind of big thing yeah like, it's a common thing you know in our entertainment but apparently that's like where it came from originally oh we have some hidden details. A genie lamp is sitting in the cupboard in the dark castle. This concept originates in the Aladdin story. Thank you. That second sentence didn't need to be in there. So, Wiki. I don't remember if they're just saying, oh, I thought it was saying like that's the lamp that appeared in that episode, but it's not. Oh, no. I just think it's like they're a just nod saying, to yeah. Aladdin. They're just yeah. saying, oh, there's a lamp. It's Aladdin. <laughs> yeah sorry i should not have pasted that one frankly <laughs> my bad no it's fine uh tinkerbell says to queen regina i'm a fairy you might want to try believing in me which honestly is right up there next to remember what i did to rufio for me i'm just saying yeah <laughs> right uh later she loses her wings because the fairy leader stops believing in her so uh, this is a reference to peter pan i i didn't again i'm pretty sure this is in the novel because they don't do this in the movie so I wonder, because I know they do it in Hook, obviously, with Julia Roberts, right? Of, yeah. like, believe in me and clap, and she was, like, making fun of it or whatever. Um, so in the original story, Wendy, uh, or, sorry, Peter says to Wendy, every time a child says, I don't believe in fairies, there's a fairy somewhere that falls down dead. Later in the story, Peter saves Tinkerbell, who's dying, by calling all of the children who believe in fairies and asking them to clap their hands. So in Hook with Robin Williams julia roberts references this by him saying i don't believe in fairies she falls down in the in the little you know house yep. and she die and she pretend dies and then she says to him to clap your hands that's how you get me back now she was pretending because he really didn't not believe in fairies he was just saying because he was kind of bamboozled by his adulthood she was kind yeah. of performing referencing this part of the story that's why i'm like i really yeah. want to read the novel because i feel like there's some like juicy things in there i know that they left out, obviously, because they leave a lot out when it comes but, to But, like, it's so common Disney to, like, movies, read but... Moby Dick and read, you know, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, like, War of the Worlds. Like, these common things that were made movies later. Like, I didn't even realize, it didn't even occur to me that Peter Pan was, like, a full-on novel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. I ne- Like, I never, that's not one of the things you're like, oh, yeah, I'll read the book. Like, uh, Time Machine or whatever, you know? Like, yes. Things like that. Like, like, you would read in school. Like, why, why don't you read Peter Pan in school? It's kind of a weird, you know? 
I guess you don't, I don't really know. read the fairy tale. You don't read the like Hans Christian Andersen and Brothers and, but, Grimm like, stuff in school. To your point, why not? But why not? I, yeah, I don't know. Because it's categorized as, oh, it's fairy tale. It's just, like, yeah. but Do you not learn lessons still, in it? Isn't the point? still important reading. I don't know, Isn't it supposed right. to be like, you know, cautionary tales and stuff? Like, I don't mm, know. Yeah. At least Pretty. in English class, Jesus. They're like, to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So then the segment, when a tulip opens to reveal the blue fairy inside it, mirrors Thumbelina's introduction in the fairy tale of the same name by Hans Christian Andersen. Fun fact about Mackie Thumbelina was my first movie in theaters that I watched. Oh, my gosh. Very old. Uh, I love I, lo- I actually really love that reference because I, I vividly yeah. actually it's one of the only parts of that movie I actually remember is when she comes out of the freaking tulip. I can picture thing. it. It's like I think that was like in the trailers and the commercials and yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, when offered a place as the first woman among the merry men, Mulan tells Robin Hood that she's been in that position before, obviously referring to the fact that she was a woman in a man's army, which I do. So I, the fact that they're explaining what the references are is kind of like a, a little bit mansplaining. Cheesy, but, but when you look at it, in the context cool of the show, I love those references, especially like, yeah. like, like the Rufio thing or like, you know, you better believe in me, like that kind of stuff. And then they just pass on in the script. That's great script writing, I think. Right. It's just a little wink and a nod and then you move on, you know? Yep. Ooh, I love this one. Okay. Oh, I just Oh no, did you lose it? No, okay, I'm back. Okay. Tinkerbell's use of poppy dust is a reference to the tale of the wonderful Wizard of Oz. So, I really like poppy dust. If you're not su- first of all, there are some versions of the Wizard of Oz where that entire poppy scene is removed. Yeah. So, the first few times I watched the Wizard of Oz as a kid, I never knew about that part. They kind of oh my they, gosh, they really? and there's a song in there. I forget what. It, oh man, what's the name of that song? Whatever. They, when they go into that poppy field, yeah, the jitterbug. The the is it the jitterbug? It's something yeah. like that. It's something like that. Um, that they remove from. I think it was like television versions of it for time. That's what they cut out. And I think what it was was the uh, the recording that i had on tape was taped from tv that i would watch it over and over and over again so i'm pretty sure like (laughs) i had the truncated like fit for tv version oh my god so i was missing that so then i watched like a like a master copy of it and it had an extra song and they had all these references of the poppy field because they kind of blow by it when they in the cut version yeah uh is it the yeah jitterbug i think it's just called jitterbug and it's it's Oh, you know what? Okay, so the Jitterbug was on the album, but it was cut from the movie completely. Anyway, there's stuff that was missing. But the whole Poppy thing was, like, blown right by. Um, So I do love that it's... It's kind of an obscure reference, I feel like. Because it wasn't a main portion of the Wizard of Oz stuff, and it was kind of... The very next thing to happen is they end up in the Emerald City. So it was kind of like a a thing that didn't really slow them down too much. Because they were in that field, and the witch was like, oh, they're getting there too quick. And then she made them fall asleep, and they they immediately woke back up because the good witch wakes them up, and then they just keep going. So the fact that that's a reference is... And the Wizard of Oz is not even in that lore with Neverland... I love crossing the uh, IP like that because it really makes Once Upon a Time feel like a fairy tale book full of different stories, not just one story or one universe. You know, it's where it's a place yeah. where all these characters kind of live together, which I think is really cool. 
Uh, Neil makes a reference, speaking of the Wizard of Oz, Neil makes a reference to the ruby slippers from the 1939 film of the Wizard of Oz. Um, apparently, in the, I didn't know this either. This is another book that I didn't read, the actual novel of, which I'm going to read now. In the original L. Frank Baum's uh, novel, Dorothy wore silver shoes. And because this was the first movie that they did in Technicolor, they made the shoes ruby as a feature of how cool the color was. Because it had, like, the yellow brick road and, like, all these super vibrant things. Like, like her dress, like, this bright, poppy, like, blue. So they actually changed this, this, the shoes, the main part of the story, to be Ruby. Which yep. is so, such, so cool that, like, that wasn't even the original point, you know? That we, it's, right? it's such, like, a famous part of her look that wasn't even the real thing. Even back in 1939, like, movies were the thing that lasted forever in the, the novel. Like, nobody, you know what I mean? Like, that because yeah. people visually kind of connected with it. No, my notes keep on closing out. <laughs> Hidden details. The evil clean. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you? Is there like a gremlin in your computer just like messing with you right now? <laughs> like it just. Why? The is evil it queen has a circular necklace with an apple tree in the center. Which I'm sure a is circular necklace. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a pendant or something. I'm sure it's yeah. the apple tree that is in her yard too. It's a. It's actually one of those really cool grain of rice ones where they like, <laughs> like really small. You gotta look really they, like, close. They painted it on, you know. Yeah, it's you get it at like small. Hampton Beach. You get. <laughs> it's a great souvenir. I'm sure she got it on her vacay <laughs> for spring break. Uh, let's see. Use it again. Regina wore that exact same necklace in season two episode. <laughs> our favorite episode. We are both, but not broken. Sick. <laughs> so season Ooh. two, episode two. All right. So best part we of have production notes. A new segment that we would like to call the Storybrook <laughs> Thrift Shop. Oh my god. Love it. Tinkerbell's hairband was made by Vancouver-based accessories designer Mer. <laughs> Macron Design. Design. It was made base on a base. (laughs) 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 We're done. We guess what? Turns out we are both broken. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) We can do it. You can do it. I got you. Guys, enjoy, enjoy these great tunes of the elevator music for a minute. <laughs> it was made on a base using fabric from her costume and covered in Swarovski beads, cut crystals, and freshwater pearls. Oh, and cut glass beads. Two identical pieces were made for the actress to wear, as well as another version for Winter Bell is in Neverland, which ended up not being used. How oh, rude. Oh, my God. Okay. I was having a... Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm a conniption stuck. sounds like. I'm uh, stuck. Ugh. Oh, God, that was great. Swarovski beads, cut crystals, freshwater pearls, and cut glass beads was on this. This is just the hairband that she was wearing. And then two were made. Where the hell's the second one if they didn't use it for filming? Huh? Yeah, what? You know what I'm saying? See how it's no longer available? Thrifting. Nailed it. Uh, Mary Margaret is wearing a Mark by Mark Jacobs Alice Alex Crepe de Chine blouse, which is obviously no longer available because we're thrifting. 
Just wanted everyone to know. And one more. But Isla's notes keep closing out, so you're never going to know what I'm it back. is. Now I'm back. You know, you just can't find good help these days. <laughs> Did it really close again? What's going on? Okay, the issue here is that I'm trying to watch my waveforms at the same time that I'm trying to read the notes at the same time that I have the Discord open. And right now, I keep on hitting this wire on the... It's a really convoluted process over here. I keep on hitting this wire on this. So this part of my wrist keeps on hitting the right arrow, the right side of my keyboard. So I just... I'm like... All right, whatever. Are we? We're on use it again now, right? <laughs> yes, okay. we are. Yeah. Referring Mary Margaret, to the blouse. she wears this br- blouse for the first 10 episodes of season three, but in most episodes, it is hidden under her jacket. This is the first episode where it is seen clearly. Oh my God, Bart's here, babe. Oh my God, so many things. Also, we this need blouse. Your help. This blouse getting the light of day, finally, in episode yeah, three. Yeah, for real. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bart. He's here. He's here. Uh, if you're on Spotify, you get a treat. There he is. How would you say this last name? That's a KRZ. The anticipation is killing us. <laughs> he is pondering. I'll just narrate. I, this is my audio descriptions. He's looking pensively through his glasses. He's uh, contemplating. Can some you do of the, the, the RZ? Oh, so, yeah, I see. Zakrozowski. There Zach, you go. Zach Ooh, that sounds good. No. See that KRZ? You gotta like, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, get the, you gotta like, you gotta get the little, the little roll. What? Zach Yeah. Zach All right. Hell yeah. All right. Hell Great yeah. Thank Ladies you so and gentlemen, Barczykowski coming in with the clutch. Coming in with the assist. Clutch assist. This, remember when I told you in the beginning that the show is chaotic? I rest my case. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is yeah. completely a mess. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Production notes. You, we ended it on the brand info. We did. Mary Margaret got some blouse cleave probably coming out here. <laughs> this episode. I wonder why it was hidden under this jacket. It says for the first 10 episodes of season three. And this is the first time that you could see it in Everland. I can't even remember Maybe what she, she was, was wearing. Maybe she was chilly. I was going to say, was she wearing a jacket? Like, well, I don't even remember why... I just, I just love that there's so, like somebody was like, oh my god, the blouse, guys, write it down, wiki, wiki, like, is, <laughs> like who cares about the fucking blouse right now? Like, this is ridiculous. Somebody's like, oh, there's the blouse, write it down, Charles, <laughs> get, get the, get the blouse in there. Anyway, we have successfully derailed everything. We've done it. Uh, if you, if you, if you feel so compelled to continue listening to our show, uh, we will now watch the episode. If you don't, because we are (laughs) a complete mess and disaster, I totally get it. We'll see you next week. (laughs) I would not blame you a second for just abandon ship. Save yourself at this point is really where we're at. (laughs) Anyway. If you would like to continue on with us, uh, we would like to share some features of the watch party we're about to do with you. First of them, our famous drinking game bell. Famous. Infamous. Uh, If you hear that, you can take a drink or a shot of water or, uh, I don't know, uh, mead or uh, kombucha or, you know, 
whatever. <laughs> uh, we're going to make up I'm the rules. I'm not a booch type of girl. Oh, I'm definitely not. So, <laughs> but I don't know who's <laughs> out there. I'm just, I'm just trying to be equal opportunist here. Um, I don't want to judge your drinking habits. Maybe you're having a, a fine Earl Grey tea. Just take a sip then. Don't burn yourself. Mm. But um, <laughs> uh, that's just, we're going to make up the rules as we go. Um, we have some loose rules. Uh, usually it's just when Rumple says stuff. That's pretty much the only time we've been drinking the bell. Uh, but, you know, we have to make some some additional rules. I think we, we should start adding to our list. Uh, we also have a sound for when we play and pause the episode. That is the sound right here. This lovely swoosh sound boom um so in case you are syncing along and you're not watching along with spotify video then you can know that when we're starting and stopping uh we also if we need to rewind the show for some reason we will play this sound mr familiar voice of the pod mr will smith it was a collaboration he just came out of nowhere and was like I'm going to come jump in this SBC stuff. Uh, familiar, wonderful friend and voice of the pod, Will Smith, will tell you that it's rewind time and we will rewind. And if you'd like to play one very final game with us before we watch the episode, um, we like to uh, tell you what the title of the episode is referencing, what line in the script it's actually referencing. You know what? This segment has been more disappointing more often than it has been satisfying, I will say. But the added game that we put to it is, who said the line? More importantly, who are they saying it to? They say it too. This one's going to be fairly obvious because the quote is, my name isn't green, it's Tinkerbell. God damn. Damn. No, but could it be somebody in disguise? (laughs) It's rumple. It's rumple shape-shifting. I can't believe you want me to ignore someone who needs help. It's not very fairy-like. Pause. Someone said she said the word fairy, and so our episode that's titled Quite a Common Fairy, that must be what... You couldn't find one character in this episode to say... Well, you're quite a common fairy. Not one time? That's so easy. Like But I think it's I don't think it's the last sentence that they're doing it to. It's that it's Tinkerbell. Maybe. Poss- very possibly. I, I, Telling I mean, you that that's the, the the quite the common fairy is Tinkerbell. The common fairy, yeah. I mean, okay. I wonder actually if the title of the episodes happen after it's taped completely because a lot of times they'll put in slug titles like fake titles for, because frankly yeah. when if they're out on second unit which second unit is the people who are out of the sound stage they're like out in public where they have to like close off a street and do whatever if they're yep. out on second unit and they have those clappers that say what they're taping and who the director is and all that stuff is that's always almost always fake like nine oh. times out of ten so they'll write a project name on there right fun fact avengers it was called mary lou that was the project name so when they did the, the clapper board, they, if they were out of earshot of people, they would say Avengers. But if anybody got a shot on their cell phone of the clapper to see what they were taping with Captain America in full costume, it said Mary Lou on it. It's hilarious to me. Huh, how that's such a weird. That's, uh, yeah, that is hilarious. You know? um, but anyway, that that's one of those things that I'm like, they may not have written quite a common fairy as the title on the clapper when they clapped it. You know what I mean? It might have just been like episode, you know, 303 or whatever. Because it really sounds like, because I feel like they would be able to write those titles in pretty easily. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I feel like in Lost, they were referencing it so often. 
Like what? Are, like almost all the titles were like cleverly. I think it must vary by show. Yeah, probably. Like how much time they have and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like if it's really because I feel like Lost, the title also went with like the storyline. Um, yeah, it had to. Yeah, it was really Euphoria. You know what I mean? Like I feel like every episode title for that show also has a very direct purpose. Oh, I didn't even see. This is the problem with Netflix binging is that when you go from episode to episode, you miss the titles. Like you, you know. What so I mean? that's why I really kind of like HBO. TV show format because you do have to go in and manually click on the because remember we all watch it together on Sundays at oh, 9 o'clock yeah, you true. oh wait no so you didn't really get to I experience didn't. that because yeah, yeah, you yeah. were on catch up binging euphoria yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're really kind of bringing back our old school TV yeah like waiting the week for style the next, of yeah. watching which is cool for, and, for digital it's cool for everyone because we all, like, we all being everyone that watched Euphoria, collectively watched it together like you used to, except now it was with th- thousands of more people because right. now there's social media where before it was just kind of like your family on the couch. I guess I did that for Mandalorian because I watched yeah. Mandalorian live yeah. every week. Or uh, what's the Scarlet Witch one? Uh... Oh my God, WandaVision. WandaVision. I was like, the one with vision of Wanda. Yeah, I'm so glad I, I didn't say that with, out loud. Uh, Loki. <laughs> Loki, oh yeah. Loki. <laughs> this, my brain is really not there. Anyway. It's okay. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? Once upon a time. Bart's yelling from the kitchen. Hi, Bart. Once upon a time. Season three, episode three. Quite a common fairy. Let's go. Previously on Once Upon a Time. Henry! Hi, Emma. Who the hell is Henry? A map will lead you straight to your son. Careful, you may look like a boy. He's a bloody demon. The heart of the truest believer. You are the lucky owner of that very special heart. I haven't heard. What are you doing trespassing in my castle? Oh, this is Neverland. Watch out for their arrows. They're laced with poison. No, Just yeah, I forgot. Yourself. I was so mad at David that he was Absolutely. basically dead in my mind. <laughs> We are walking through the hey. jungle like in Lost. No, I'm good. In this heat, you shouldn't overtax yourself. Neverland is giving me many Lost vibes. You need a break. It always oh. does. No, I'm good. David Nolan let himself go. Does it look like he let himself go? <laughs> How much further? Should be getting close to Pan's lair. Going in a straight line course. <gasps> Son of a... How is it now behind us? Oh, there's the map outlining you got us what lost. Neverland no, is. He didn't. It's a cop. Oh, drink moving. moment. He's playing tricks on us. Pan's camp keeps moving. How are we going to find Henry? Good question, Emma. <laughs> Henry is sleeping on the ground underneath Wake a tree. Gotcha. Oh, Pan just threw an apple at him. An like apple. Apples. He doesn't like I apples. don't like apples. It's a family. It's a family thing. <laughs> They're not for eating. Yikes. It's for a kind of game. A really fun game. I call it target practice. All right, title card. Oh. Let's see it. Oh my god, oh it's my perfect. Gosh. Hold on. That was amazing. So she I, did her little thing. That was my favorite title card. That was adorable. Okay, so she also, for those of you who can't see, we, they, uh, 
she came in and she tapped the E in once and then a little like a tink sparkle came out and it was very clearly not the Tinkerbell that we're used to and it's not it's not even the because <laughs> it's not even the pixie dust that it yeah I was gonna is. say like some Disney inside baseball there is a very tink specifically is a very very carefully monitored character there's a 3d version obviously from the movies there's a 2d version and the specific kind of pixies and the physics of how it falls and all that stuff like that's really carefully monitored like so there's a specific t- uh, Tinkerbell pixie dust um, and that's not even, but that's also not even the shape. So it's not just not the dust, but it's also not the formation, right? So right. her actual pixie dust goes out in a circle. And that was just like little arcs, you know, Falling. like that came off the yeah. E. So I like that it, it they got her because if they would have done that, they would have, like I said, had to get it approved by the special people. Yep. I like that they made like an homage to it, but it wasn't the real thing, which is kind of like a cute little wink yeah. and a nod without it being like too over the top. That was cute. I really enjoyed that, actually. Oh, I really did like that a lot. Oh, so good. Ooh, old castle. <laughs> you found the crystal ball. What else are you looking for? Show me where Mulan's hair got lighter. Uh, oh, it did. There, I don't need a horse. I need a portal. A way to create a portal. Why don't you calm down and tell me what the problem is? Perhaps I can assist. Henry's trapped in Neverland with Peter Pan, who is hands down the nastiest person I've ever met. I saw Emma in that ball, not Henry. Listen, I was in Neverland. Pan was looking for a boy, a specific boy. I, I know he had some picture of him on a scroll. He called him the truest believer. And you believe that to be Henry? It has to be. That's the only reason Emma would be in Neverland. Help me look. The, uh, lots of things make portals. Beans, magic mirrors, uh, ruby slippers, some kinds of ashes. What the hell was that? Stand down, little John. We're fine. <laughs> he is so little. <laughs> oh my gosh. Merry men come in all sizes. It's my son, Roland. I know how to get to Neverland. But I'm going to need to steal your kid. I know how to get to Henry. So this whole trek has been for nothing. I told you walking was idiotic. <laughs> Just use some magic we can materialize in the camp and grab Henry. We don't know where the camp is. Have you even been listening? Pan will have shields against magic. I fear such an attempt would end in your death and, more importantly, mine. <laughs> Which is why we're walking. <laughs> well, then, what's your idea? How are we going to find it? By using someone he trusts. Who? Because I guess he certainly doesn't trust you. The fairy Emma. who lived here when I was about mm-hmm. might still be on the island. She'd be an inside source. Knows all about the camp, can get us in. She might even have some pixie dust left. Perhaps we could fly in. You mean fairy dust? No. Pixie dust. It's stronger, like nuclear fairy dust. Thanks for clarifying. Tinkerbell? We said pixie, damn it. You know her? Don't be a racist, Emma. Oh, you know her? It's a bad idea. Mark my words. This Tinkerbell is not going to save us. Regina's like the boomer who doesn't know what you're talking about. Literally. She's like, what even is TikTok? And I'm like, shut up, Regina. Sit yeah. down. <laughs> hey, look, away. a flashback. When you didn't show up for your lessons today, I assumed you'd toes up. And yet, here you are. Frost Swan. 
<laughs> That's amusing. You'll get that later. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's. He gets that was spicy. She gets applause for that. That's how this is. Okay, just in case people aren't watching, this is young Regina. The lessons he's talking about. This is when he's teaching her magic. So she hasn't met anybody yet, obviously. And the fact that like Emma Swan, like in the like, I love that the, the the seer piece. Right. That he I, I'm assuming by this point he has that. Oh, yeah, he had to have because that yeah. was during the his kid's age. So, the early days. Yeah. So the fact that he has that and that the fact that the way he uses it, like so other people turn into soothsayers and they turn into whatever. And he's using that ability for like bad dad jokes and puns. Yeah. That only he gets because no one can see the future that he sees is so classically on brand rumple. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> I love him. That Martha almost. named her feral tomcat after him. That's true. That's that. That's exactly what that that's felt what like. just happened, right? Like it was. That was a. <laughs> I mean, that was might as well have been a wink to the camera, Jim Halpert style. Yeah, I love that. Just the eye. And didn't he say something about the irony of whatever is of everything? Something like, like that. But roast swan. <laughs> that's amusing. You'll get that later. <laughs> And the fact that there's no possible way she would ever remember right. from this point is He's just, just laughing to himself. He li- literally, oh. his kid just said, I'm hungry. And he goes, I agree, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We need a sound for when someone makes a dad joke, like a good, bad dad joke. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a, like a pun. We need some kind of sound effect for that. Let's everybody brainstorm that because we did a One that job. just feels so nice and wholesome where you're like, huh. Yeah, yeah. A Danny Tanner moment. Yeah, yeah. We need, yeah, we oh, need. Oh, rest in peace. We need like a yuck from a studio audience. That's exactly what yeah. we need. Some kind of like, I get it, you know, thing. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Danny Tanner. Yeah. This right here. Yeah. This goes out to all our fallen homies, yo. Come on. Come on. Preach. <laughs> like, like what? Like you. Oh, fitting a little pesticide at be your majesty. Well, why shouldn't I? I'm the queen, but practically a prisoner with a husband whose heart is still with his wife and his insipid daughter. It's intolerable. Nothing to do and nowhere to go. I need freedom. I need options. Uh, can't be done. You see, this is how it is. You think you are the diner at the feast, tasting the offering. A little love, a little dance. What you don't realize is, you are the feast. And the darkness has tasted you. You're vile. Leave my home. The darkness likes how you taste, dearie. It doesn't mind the bitter. Mm. And now that it started the meal, it's gonna finish it. You can no more fly from your fate than can that swamp. See you tomorrow. Don't be late. Oh, and bring that simmering rage. It's all you have. Interesting. Because she's very much fueled by anger, right? Yeah. So he just keeps putting that in her head. You yeah. have to stay angry. Yeah. That would, yeah. 
is is he, he driving needs her to stay angry he needs to drive the rage because oh, because she won't do and the he curse. just reminded us of that because he needs the curse where he threw that in there so we would remember there's a reason why he always is constantly pushing for her heart to go harder yep well regina just fell off a balcony and surprise surprise she's not dead uh she was saved by tinkerbell which is interesting because she just acted as though she didn't even know what a Tinkerbell was. Ah, hiding something much? Yeah. Who are you? I'm Tinkerbell. You are gorgeous. <laughs> a vision. She is so stunning. You know what I just realized? That's her name. So, if... It made the sound, but didn't actually pause. Uh, okay, so if you're watching Spotify video, we're in different clothes, so we're taping on a different day right now. Yes. I don't I don't remember if we... We didn't. We just said, okay, let's watch the show. No, I, don't, I, I remember that we said the line for the title of the show, and it was obviously Tinkerbell, because she said, I, my name is Tinkerbell. But we, I do, did we say... Was that it? Was that the like line? Who it was talking about? Oh yeah. I don't think was that we the said, line. It was like yeah. It was like uh, let me pull it up. It was um here it is. My name isn't Green. It's Tinkerbell, and I can't believe you want me to ignore someone who needs help. It's not very fairy like. Then we got talking about like, is it the fairy or is it the fact that the quite uncommon fairy is Tinkerbell? So obviously it's Tinkerbell. I don't think I ever think we guessed who she was saying that to. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Guys, rewind like six minutes and tell us. <laughs> tell us. If, I don't remember. I remember the. <clears throat> but if we did, we'll do double guesses. I, I don't think we did though. So okay. Choices we got like Emma. We obviously got Regina. If it's in the flashback, is it Hook? Is it Blue Fairy? I think is it Pan. Is it Pan? That's a good one. I can't. I'm believe, gonna guess Pan. I can't believe you want me to ignore someone who needs help. It's not very fair. Like I think it's Blue Fairy. Okay. You know, I that think would be, that would make sense because she's like kind of like the you know on top. She's the Queen Fairy, right? Unless fairies and pixies are just not, they're actually oh, true. different. Uh, maybe they're different. I don't know. Right. I'm not so, sure. So we're we going pan and blue fairy. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to. I wanted to follow through with that because I realized that she was talking. I was. I thought she was going to say it just now. <laughs> so I yeah. was like, oh, I don't think we actually. So she didn't say it just now, but I guess we'll we'll see where it goes from there. All right. It's a monster. Totally indulged and adored. Sort of ricochets. God, she's just her her eyes are just so big. She had my fiance killed. No. The only way I can get through it is that she and the king are gone all the time. You're glad your husband's gone. <laughs> it's not a marriage. It's a farce. I mean, not that unusual back then, let's be honest. I know. I say back then. It's supposed to be modern time, but I feel like the queen of nothing. No wonder you jumped. I didn't jump. I fell. Right. <clears throat> you fell. I did. Are Gina's hair right now? I know. It looks flawless. It is perfection. Oh, well, here's the good reasons. You know, I've got an idea. Hmm. I can help people find what they need, Regina. 
And what do I need? You don't even know? <laughs> That's so sad. Regina, love. You need love. <laughs> You're gonna help me find another. She's like a perfect Tinkerbell too. Like, to find love yes. She's I've very pixie-like. It will find you your perfect match. If you let it, it will find your happy ending. <laughs> Excuse me, Olivia Newton-John. If you what? <laughs> no. If you let it. What if I can do what I say? Well, then I'd say that's real magic. Well, I'm a fairy. You might want to try believing in me. Oh. Maybe. Wow. So she said, you might want to try believing in me. That was the drink moment for... For a uh, hook, clapping, etc., yep. etc. I see how they, again, they just breezed by the moment. That's like a really cute piece of writing, you know? Yeah. As like a, somebody would go, uh, wait a minute. And then the scene's already gone, <laughs> which I yeah. like. Emma. There is another way. Is there? Magic. Didn't we just go through this? I'm not talking about my magic. I'm talking about our I am not magic. interested. One thing I learned is it always comes with a price. Well, sometimes not. Who taught you that? It comes with a price, too. I bet you and I combined are strong enough to overpower. Do we, do we drink to that? What if we're not? I'm not going to take a chance. Uh, I didn't like it. No. <laughs> I know you don't like this plan. Let's just see it through. Let's at least see if we can find Tinkerbell. Why are you whispering? And you think it's the best plan because your boyfriend came up with it? My boyfriend? Oh, my gosh. Hook? What's your problem? Isabella, you your boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, also extremely insensitive. Her baby daddy just died. Not died. You know, I would like to point out that that point right there is when they could have easily... Oh, here you go. The author's pen is mightier. Here it is. That is the point where you say something about this place has me feeling, I don't know, she shakes it off, you move on to the next scene. That is the spot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, I like it, Picasso. That's it. Yes. That's, that's what we determine is that's what happened, guys. Just pretend that happened and we'll move on. Yep. I'm on board with that. <laughs> right? Because that's what is like she literally snapped herself out of it and said, sorry. Like, why wouldn't you just add a little piece of something in there just to be like, I've been feeling I haven't been feeling myself or like anything like that. Look, I'll give you the choice. You write the, your own words in. Uh, you know what? Everyone listening, you can write your own words in. We're going to Mad Lib it. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to be something to the effect of that. Like that. that's yes, where Regina mentioned something about the place making her feel weird. And that's why I she's agree. being a dick. Because <laughs> she kind of is being dicky. It's a nasty poison. There's a story here about a man who once shot an apple off his son's head with an arrow. Let's yeah. find out if it's possible. William Tell. His name is William Tell. Poison for Motivation not to miss. Felix! Get over here. <laughs> Hobo? Is, is Felix good? Is his name good? Doesn't matter. You're the one doing the shooting. But I don't, I don't want to shoot. I love that he's holding this, like, club. Like, it feels very, like, caveman-y. I like... Yeah! I like the... the... Thank you. It's exhilarating. He has a toothpick in his mouth. He like doesn't care. Has like a whole crossbow. Has have you ever fired a crossbow before? No. They're not super easy to shoot. <laughs> Told you it was exhilarating. Come on, 
So he turns and tries to shoot Pan, who of course catches the arrow midair because they're all fucking around because they're kids. <laughs> they're like the whole thing is a game, and they don't, you know. Also, Felix. The only looked, one not playing is Henry. But Felix looked like they've done this before. Like it looks right. <laughs> you know, they've pulled this on some kids before. This is just hazing. Yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like. It's hazing. That's exactly what it is. I'm sorry, mate. Hook's like, I'm sorry for your loss. It's you. It's your life. Weeks at most. Days, weeks at most. You won't see Summer. It's really bad break. You might want to tell her. No. Well, you have to. Maybe I don't. (laughs) How's that? Charming. You believe in this Tinkerbell's power? Ladies and gentlemen, my darling wife just brought (gasps) me a whole plate of food behind me. It's Terry. There she is. There she is. Look at her cute fit. Everybody, if you're not on Spotify, you should absolutely get on here because we have Tanneran White, Taryn Vanna White over here modeling. We got a mac and cheese and mac and cheese with a pulled pork. <laughs> oh in my gosh! Sauce. Covered and in barbecue sauce. I made him his favorite juicy beverage. My favorite it's juicy beverage. It is uh, something. strawberry watermelon, uh, water enhancers. Uh, Target and watermelon. <laughs> Top of some Target. Bottom and is from Kohl's. Shoes are from Converse. <laughs> Loves yeah. it. Thanks, ever. Thanks, Taryn. Everyone loves it. That was fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's my dinner. So forgive me chewing on camera, but I will be chomping down on that while we watch the show. Also, it's probably a good time to address the elephant in the room, which is this stupid video that keeps clicking the entire time that we're playing it. We apologize so if sorry. you if you hear that and it's and it's annoying, but I can't get it fixed. So uh, we'll fix it next time. But. It was I, either that or no show. Yeah. So I, I hope it's, can't be choosers. I A, hope it's not annoying, and B, hope that you didn't realize it was there, and I just now made you realize it was there, because that would probably also be terrible. <laughs> I didn't hear anything before, but now it's all ruined. All right. We can continue. David, let's get her in that dust. You really think this will make me happy? I know it will. Oh, this Tinkerbell outfit? I want it. I'm light. Mm. I have to go. You You can just tell this friendship is going to go south and I'm going to get sad. Because they seem like they'd be good friends. But Regina's going to mess it up somewhere along the way. Anyway, Tinkerbell went into a tulip and there's the blue fairy. Drink. Did you do something to you have already broken every rule in the book. Curfew. Discipline. You got big for no reason. Listen. Oh my God. I have news. Amazing news. I was helping someone. A queen in the enchanted forest. Regina. Do you know who she is? Her mother was Cora, the one who ripped out hearts. Her teacher is the Dark One. Yikes. So? So consider yourself lucky you are still alive. Green. This is not a woman you can help. Green. She's surrounded by darkness. Sounds to me like she's exactly someone who could use help. Hmm. Well, maybe if you yeah. get some pixie dust. Not a chance. 
You fly away from this one, Green. My name isn't Green. Hey! And I can't believe you want me to ignore someone who needs help. It's not very fairy-like. I will be there. Look at that. There it is. Blue fairy. Whoop, 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 whoop. Who is looking right. also stunning. Let's just talk yes. about that. This dress with the, the, the flowers on the side and everything. Um, yeah, interesting. All right, you won title of the day. Yay! What do I win? Absolutely nothing. This delicious meal, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I this this is an interesting interpretation of of Tinkerbell as part of the other fairies. I, think about this. That means Tinkerbell and the Blue Fairy are a part of like a larger group of fairies. Pixie Hollow. Pixie Hollow. But Blue Fairy though, would she be like? Yeah. Well, I, that's you know. Do you know what I mean? Creative, also, creative liberties, whatever you want to call it. In the story like, that yeah. we know, the Blue Fairy is like the Wicked Witch of the North or what, or the Good Witch of yeah. the East, North or South or whatever it is from the Wizard of Oz. She's like blonde and looks like a 50s pinup string. You know, it's not. Talks like this. Yeah, very yeah, dreamy, like... airy thing going on. Um, this is an interesting thing, though, that the Blue Fairy is also like the Queen Fairy. Like, it's interesting that yeah, she's, she's like. Yeah, she's in charge. Yeah, which is a kind of a cool idea. I, I wonder if they did that because she's like the moral compass, you know, in Pinocchio. Yeah. That they made her like the one who has to keep them all in line. Well, how do you feel about this green is like a teenager getting reprimanded right now? It's kind of weird. It is weird. And I right? don't really. She's completely right. Like, yeah. Why are we judging Regina based on who her parents are? That right. seems extremely. Unfairy like. Suburban white mom. <laughs> right. Don't hang out with those kids. They're poor. <laughs> like, yeah. It feels very. Yeah. It's not. It's not great. Well, uh, let's see what comes of this argument. The judge of what is fairy-like, but I no discussion. High horse. Damn. Until further notice, you are to remain here and continue your training under my direct supervision. Understood? Yes, Blue. Yeah, what a weird hill to die on. Yeah. Because imagine how things could have changed if she did help her. Yeah, there's a lot of places Regina could have not turned out the way that she did. But now she just got betrayed by another person that she thought she could trust. Yep. It's not Tink's fault, but that's how Regina feels. You know what I mean? Oh, so that's why she's so mad. Mm, right, right, because she got betrayed. That's why she's like, Tinkerbell will never help us. She's not hiding the fact that she knows her. She's saying she's she blew her off. Right. I promise. How do you know that? Because I've dealt with it before. Oh, he's going to sick the shadow after his kid. Yeah. Yikes. I'll be the one going to Neverland, not him. So, at best... My toddler is bait. At worst, something goes wrong and a demonic shadow carries him through a portal to the nastiest person you ever met. Nope. Robin, I have to get there. Sorry, no. <laughs> Children are not leverage. I lost my wife a while back. Before that, we almost never even had Roland. She was so sick. Now she's gone. He's all I have. I can't. So you know how I feel. I need my boy and Emma. They're all I have. So I know. I like, they're both not wrong. You know what I mean? This is like a terrible catch-22. But I will say, this is much less, less toxic than last week. Because yeah. you can still sympathize for Neil, even though, like, putting someone else's kid also in danger to get your kid back is off the table. However, right. I don't fault blame him it. for trying. Yeah, like, I don't blame him because I would also try to do anything to get my kid back. But then I don't blame Robin Hood because I would also do anything to protect my kid. Like, yeah. 
So at least neither this of is them a, are wrong for the situation that they're in right now. This is a reasonable conflict. I see it doesn't feel like. Yeah. Kind of, and they're yeah. not arguing. They're not saying my kid's more important. They're yes. both like, you need to understand. Totally. Yeah. Um, this is a very healthy discourse that's happening right now. We're 15 minutes in. Can you feel the Espenson of it all? Because I do. This is a great already. I feel it. I feel it. When she was sick, your wife, how did she live so she could have your boy? You know how. My father, he saved her. Oh, don't pull that. Don't pull that card. Neil, we just patted you on the back and you turned around and are taking back once. It's, it's okay. I'll give him this one. That's it. No second chance. You gotta understand this is my second chance. Doing the whole you owe my dad a favor and he's my dad so you can just repay me instead is real dirty. Yeah, it's, it is dirty. It is hey. dirty. You're falling behind. Hook things for places right up ahead. Come on. I am again not going to well, fault him, but wow, that was rough. Yeah. You go waste your time searching and I'll wait. She's stalling. Emma knows. Emma knows. What'd you do to her? Uh-huh. What? Why would you assume I did something? You met her before, right? In the Enchanted Forest? What'd you do? Kill her brother? Steal her halo? She's not an angel. Okay. We have a complicated history. I knew it. You don't need to know the details. But if she sees me, she won't help. Mm. And if she is the way in, well then, trust me. My staying out of her sight is probably best for Operation Henry. That's very mature of Regina. Operation Henry. That's what I've been calling it in my head because he'd he'd call it that. And she wasn't saying that like as like a he's my kid. Like she just genuinely misses her kids so much. That was seriously the cutest thing ever. (laughs) He'd have a better name. Operation Henry. It's the best I could do. Y'all drink to that. Oh. On behalf. But you're doing your best. Drink to that. Drink to doing your best. It's better if we never see She did the next right thing. Oh my god. Yes. Keep going. Just get Henry. Don't worry about Tinkerbell. What the hell did you do to her? What I always do. No. Jane is working her magic right now. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Regina, I love you so much. She is writing this ship. Want to fly? All right, we flash back. And then some. Let's get started. Helping you find your happiness. Saving you. That's what's going to save me. This isn't your pixie dust, is it? Well, when you think about it, does anyone really own pixie dust? The fairies are quite proprietary about it. They find out you stole it. They would. Don't worry about me. This is about you. Come on. This shot was in the trailer of her flying like that. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm upset at the missed opportunity of second star to the right playing in the background. I know. He's down there. All right, so she's putting pixie dust on her so she can find true love. So it's directing them. There's like a trail of dust, and it's directing them to where Inside her true love is. This is like really important to the story. All the pain in your past will be just that. The past. Just need a moment. You're nervous. I get it. Look. There he is. The guy with the lion did. Kate's him. Pixie dust doesn't lie. Come on. This is your chance at love and happiness. The lion tattoo is on his like inner forearm on his yeah. right hand. You can let go of all the anger that weighs you down. I'll get him. Okay. Okay, I can do this. I can be happy. I know you can. Go. So she chickens out and runs away. I can't even explain how important that was. <laughs> I know. So important. The people who have like watched ahead are probably squirming in their seats right now because they know what that meant. Yep. Let's get this over with, shall we? That was very John Locke of her to like know when someone was yeah. sneaking up. History. That's quite a diplomatic way of describing it. You look terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, she's going to say you look like shit. <laughs> Come get me. Well, you think you're so smart, but you're all going to fail. So she poofed in her face and Regina fell down. Presumably asleep. Sleeping dust, maybe? Is that the poppy dust? Poppy dust. It was poppy dust. You're right. Yeah, it was red. Oh my god. Come on up. Wait, was that it? Did they not even mention? She's someone she's gonna say it's poppy dust at some point. I don't know, it was red dust, so I wonder if you're supposed to pick up on that. Oh yeah. It's not here, I promise. Sorry. It's pretty bare. Reminds me of someplace. A treehouse would be more cheery. Where I used to live. That's it. Oh. What? Because it's just a oh, a treehouse. I get it. What would you know about that? I didn't always have a canopy bed in a palace. I had a place like this too once. You did? A tree stump when I was running from the queen. Believe it or not, I understand this Tinker Bell. I love this like mom's history thing. Fairies have wings. Guys, I found something. Hmm, that's a good question. That's Regina's. How did it get here? She was tracking us, watching Regina. But if she's been watching her, we're in the wrong place, Regina. Okay, so for the record, yes, coming into the forest, they were still squabbling like children. However. <clears throat> just now 
Those are the smart people that we've been used to. They all figured it out together. Everybody had a little piece of it, right? So don't even sit there and tell me that they weren't acting weird. Um, But I love that such a real moment of like with your mom, right? Like, learn, like what the, the, what's the yeah. first thing you remember when your parents told you something, like a story from before you were born, when you were like, oh, you were people before I was here? Yeah. Do you remember? Like, if you remember, like, a direct story, like, for me, like, my mom, I had, there was pictures up in our house. My mom was a model before I was born. Oh, my gosh. You've met my mom, and, you know, my mom yes. is completely amazing. She's flawless. Um, but she, yeah, she used to, like, fashion model and stuff. So that she, there were pictures of her, I remember, in the house. And I remember at some point I asked her where the pic- picture was taken and whatever, and she told me this whole story about how she used to model, and th- they were done in some studio and blah, 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 and it was before she met my dad, and it was all this. And I was like, so I, I could actually visualize, like, a not just pre-me, but even before my parents were together, like, my mom was yeah. an individual human being off yeah. on her own by herself. Um, and so those moments of, like, finding out, and my dad was a Marine, so him telling me about, again, in the 70s when he was in the Vietnam War or whatever yeah. with his friends. So, like, imagining your parents as fully fleshed people like and this is always the joke of like would you be friends with your parents or the hilarious joke that they do in shows and tv shows and movies of like girls looking through their thing like would you date your grandpa because he's hot from the 60s or from the 40s or whatever yeah i think those are hilarious (laughs) They're, they're super weird and always extremely funny but like that is a classic comedian joke. Like, would you do like, would your grand like you got mad because your grandpa wouldn't date you yeah. and your stupid ass right now. But that the idea of like going into your parents past is so jacked up with this right now because they're literally the same age. Yeah. But they have so much more experience before. So they basically lived two lifetimes. Right. In the time that now they the second lifetime, they lived parallel to their kid, which is really bizarre. But it's so cool to normalize it a little bit to be like, yeah, I wasn't always that's always the parents line is I wasn't always a house wife. I wasn't always a a lame dad with dad jokes like once upon a time I was cool. And I think that moment between them is a because they're adding to this bucket of their relationship, right? Like Snow comes over and consoles her and teaches her to be, you know, herself and, and does that little counseling thing from a couple episodes ago. And I think all those things are little additions to the bucket of their mother-daughter relationship honestly and this is not a jab at charming i don't really care about the mother-father relationship between the two of them because it's really disconnected right now but she is constantly like her going up last episode and being like you could call me mom i was like no (laughs) this is a whole conversation um but i feel like she's starting to like become comfortable with the type of relationship as a mom yeah trying to find their sense of normalcy yeah when they're both like 32 or whatever basically (laughs) yeah and and she really is i think navigating it really well in a way that i think snow this version of snow would is i think it's very realistic to this this character that she's portraying yeah and man if guinea just like she dances that line so nails it so now like on the nose of just like playing insecure but confident you know doesn't know everything but trying to put her best foot forward like she's i don't know there's something about a very finessed beautiful way that she performs this role that feels vulnerable but doesn't feel weak it never feels weak 
And the way that she's acting it, it should, and it doesn't. She's brilliant. Now she, really she shows is. up and she knows what she's doing every yeah. single time. That's like a nuanced actor thing too. I don't think that's in the writing. I think she is really bringing that yeah. extra to the table. Just in even her body language, she's doing it. She almost feels like swinging around on the stuff that was around her. She looked yeah, kind of young and cute. Yeah, right. I don't know, it, fe- it felt like what she was like when she was with Red. When she was like, yeah. you know, what I guess we would consider like te- teen years in this timeline. Anyway, I really, I really like what they're doing with the two of them. I think it feels realistic. I hate, I hate saying it, but I'm Jane. Jane is doing. I mean, those little things, man. It's I, the thing I think is most interesting about Jane is that it's not in the grand gestures that she makes these moves. It's always in no. this little. That's a good writer, man. This little subtle yeah. undertones that are constantly there. That's what makes it. Great. They're tiny little blocks in yeah. the episode. It's a bunch of little up. subtle moves instead of yeah. these really big grandiose, like, he has to be a strong guy, so he has to go, no, I want to go this way. It's like a really big, grand, yeah. and we're like, that doesn't make sense there. Yep. She's killing it. Regina's now tied up somewhere. Waking up. This feels very Jefferson, like <gasps> kidnapping again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? About time you woke up. Oh, that's creepy. I like it. I've been looking forward to this chat for quite some time. She's got crazy, crazy hobo situation going on. Exactly why you're here. You're trying to find your son. I take it by the restraints. You're not helping. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) You're the last person I'd ever help after how you burned me. Burned you? You're the one who interfered in my life and threw away my own in the process. So what do you want from me? to kill me you think it's that easy whenever you knocked me out with I can tell it's not magic maybe poppies hey there you go but they're wearing off again slipped right by it look at that we're out perfect love it you don't have magic but I do I wish he had just made the ropes yeah. disappear instead of like cracking out of them. But even your magic can't stop this. Dreamshade. Ever hear of Dreamshade? Yes. Good. How the hell did you get like yeah, this? Yeah, got a little Lord of the Flies action going on here, right? I mean, yeah. How did you get like this? I met you. That's a yeah. good answer. How'd it go? Uh, it was. What happened? I don't understand. You're this not is glowing with new love. You almost a, a great. Speaking of this outfit, it's like a little homage to the Tinkerbell from the cartoon version, where she's in that cute little green dress with the spikes on the bottom. Yeah, I think it's more than a little. But it's but it's uh, I think it's a, an interpretation of it. Yeah, right? like a cooler stylized version of it because it is a one piece, a single piece. And it yeah. does have some stuff on the bottom, but it's so extra stylized, which I think is really interesting. A lot of the things in this show are a little bit more ornate than usual, yeah. which I think this perfectly falls in line with like the interpretation of uh, the genie and um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like some characters that we've already seen, even the dwarves and things like it's there's a lot more little finer details that so they didn't just make them 3D from the cartoons. You know what I mean? Like they like. They also took them to this. Again, it reminds me a lot of 
uh, I almost said Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's not what I mean. Um, it's uh, also not Shining Time Station. My brain is short-circuiting. Master... Peace Theater. Masterpiece Theater. Oh, sorry. I was never going to get there. <laughs> no, no, like, no, 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 no. This, this is something that I've referenced on the show before. Masterpiece Theater. Yes. I think it was Masterpiece Theater. No, Fairy Tale Theater. Sorry. Masterpiece Theater is the pun that they're playing on Ma- Fairy Tale Theater. Masterpiece Theater was like a like old books that they would do on PBS and they would do okay. live versions of it. Fairy Tale Theater was a, was a play on that where Shelley Duvall had this whole series where they would have... Uh, celebrities of the day um, of that age uh, era basically do live action stage versions of fairy tale uh, character uh, stories. So Rumpelstiltskin, Pinocchio, Aladdin. It was gorgeous. It was uh, Three Little Pigs, but it was like in the Three Little Pigs, the wolf was Jeff Goldblum, and in and uh, the the Three Pigs were Billy Crystal and these other comedians. You know, uh, in um, in Aladdin. The uh, Jafar character was played by Leonard Nimoy and the genie was James Earl Jones. And it was all live action and it was done on sound stages. It was absolutely gorgeous. And Shelley Duvall would come out and like introduce all, all the, the characters and the story. But when they did that, the costumes and the lighting and like all that stuff, it, w- it was almost exactly like this. Very ornate, really? beautiful costumes. And, and they were very like pulled out of the book versions and this was done in the i want to say 70s maybe 80s uh, early 80s so like a lot of these cartoons hadn't existed yet obviously peter pan did but things like the little mermaid like the little mermaid is one of those those stories and that didn't exist yet you know <laughs> yeah that didn't come out until 1989 um so there are quite a f- and aladdin too same thing in the early 90s uh so it was very like more authentic to the time and the and the location. So Aladdin was like this really gaudy Middle Eastern thing. Like think the Morocco pavilion at Epcot, right? These like beautiful gems and the bazaar was like all crazy. So all that stuff, every time I see these stories, I'm like, just the fact that it's also fairy tales and that they're so like Rumpelstiltskin, the way he's portrayed and the lighting is all really dark and grungy. Reminds me a lot of fairy tale theater. Look it up. If you get a chance, um, fairy tale theater by Shelley Duvall or from Shelley Duvall. Yeah. I want to see if I can pull it out and maybe show it, uh, next week or something because it, it there's a lot of similarities to how the execution was done although it was done in the 80s but i do think it it holds up at least well holds up for the the kids of the 80s can handle some darker shit i don't think our kids today can handle that because i think it's a little too real uh and not like you know skip skip around and jovial enough but um yeah anyway uh hats off to the costume department Literally Ex- stunning. Excellent, excellent job. And and if I was Rose McIver, I would have stolen this piece. This is home. just and her hair and everything. I just it feels like subtle enough because I guess Tinkerbell is a little bit on the juvenile side, right? Even in the cartoons and Peter Pan, she feels a little bit. She's a brat. She's a little mean girly from high school kind yeah. of kind of thing going on. She's a brat. Yeah. Um. So I do feel this little sort of childish element to her. You know. Yeah. There's something kind of cute about it. Uh, and for that matter, Regina still looks like incredibly regal. I don't know how in this very plain yeah. dress, but looks so royal and and sophisticated, you know, and young and very young. I think there's something about this really long hair. We've seen her in this Karen flip out hair the whole time. That seeing this long, that. yeah, this this is her young hairstyle. This luscious, beautiful, completely jet black, like super full and layered hair is just I don't know. I love it. I, 
is I I'm assuming this is a wig because I'm pretty sure she's had short hair this whole yeah, time. Yeah, they're either extensions or a whole. Wig. I, I would believe extensions too because it's just so voluminous. Like it's, <laughs> it feels yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. They have to be one or the other. It's not that's not her hair. Yeah, yeah, it can't be. But hats off to uh, cosmetology and costuming. Because it didn't work. The pixie dust. It was wrong. I went in and met him, and he was awful. He was just awful. Are you sure you went to the right man? Yes, the one with the lion tattoo. That wasn't the problem. Then what was? You. Me. Yes, you. You're a terrible fairy. Don't forget, Rump. You didn't Rump- go in, did you? <laughs> she caught her. She caught her. It's okay. You were afraid. Look how she's normalizing this. That's amazing. Of anything. I can't believe I let you distract me. No. Don't do it. What you need is love. I had love and he's dead. And I suffered. And what you sent me towards wasn't going to change that. Oh, this is Goodbye. brilliant. What about me? I stole for you. And for nothing. I'm in big trouble. As I said, you're a terrible fairy. I thought we were friends. I don't have friends. Fly away, moth. Don't let the doors catch your wings on the way out. God damn it, so, she yeah, writes a good Regina, script. When Regina told Emma, I kill? do what I always do, she was fucking right. Which is interesting because we have said from the beginning that Regina was never really a proper villain because she is, she kind of went, she took too far what she was given and she gave in, unlike people like Cora, who's just been evil from the beginning, right? And kind of like aggressively trying to take back something or revenge or whatever. Um, Regina has always felt like a a villain of necessity and not a villain of, of, you know, of birth. And this is a good, good evidence of like another case where what what happens when you look into a villain's backstory and then they go, they, you know, it turns out they weren't really the bad guy the whole time. You know what I mean? And, and and it's something changed or whatever. And like the fact that rumple in her head has just been planting these seeds to get what he wants. And he's been waiting thousands of years for, he didn't even need to be there to change her kind of, perspective on it you know what i mean like that's the strength behind rumple like setting the the stage the way that he does is he doesn't have to convince her he's already kind of laid that out and it festers in someone and lets them make the decision he makes her think it was her decision yeah this like kind of inception idea i mean yeah that's a brilliant way to kind of get to that story that she could have had something now we right at this but the point in this story right now we don't know if it would have made no difference at all or not but the fact is tink there was a magical element to it, right? It wasn't yeah. just happenstance. So, like, uh, if it was magic and the magic was right, now what happens? You know what I mean? So, yeah, this starts to this. I I like that this is leaving intentionally leaving a lot of holes, and you know, and mystery that we're not getting to right away. Again, it's in the empty space that all the real good stuff happens. So, Jane, just, I'm I'm saying I'm formulating my idea of what this is, and I'm I'm telling you, man, I can make it easier. Well, you... Oh, she's gonna do the old heart trick. Well, don't let the poison do it. Very black. You should. Do Very it. black heart. 
Go ahead. Crush it! You think I won't take it? No, I'm counting on it. Show me who you are. Tinker. This is intense. Gladly. This is in. Oh, that's a great place for a commercial break. I know. <laughs> and a flashback. Yo. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all pulling out this. Jane they said. They said you're staying until the end. Jane said, I'm going to fix this. Oh, Blue Fairy caught you. Oh, no. She caught you. I thought I needed it to prove to you that I was a good fairy. You could have proven that by being a good fairy, by listening to me. I was following my instincts, which are so far from being correct. This can't be forgiven. Wait. Wait, wait. Everyone deserves a second chance. We always tell people that. But Tinkerbell, <sighs> this was your second chance. Please. I promise I'm so sorry. You betrayed my trust. I can regain it. Give me a chance. Yo. You can't. For one simple tragic reason. I no longer believe in you. There it is. Yikes. Spanks out and all. I know. Wow. <laughs> it's a weird. They took a weird... no prison. They were no mercy on that one. <laughs> that, was, that was rough. Gosh, she did not deserve to go out like that. Right? Seriously. How embarrassing. Ass out for why. <laughs> Ass out for why. That's our, hold on. That's our next t-shirt. Ass out for why. And then I like, still Like, honest to God, for why? <laughs> Honestly, it probably they just ran out of takes and they were just like, nah, we'll just move on. <laughs> well, I don't like that. They did her dirty. Much. I think they did her dirty, honestly, myself. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, episode 49 is actually titled Ass Out for Why. <laughs> Bing bong. Your wings. <laughs> Why? Why what? Why did I hand over my heart? No, why did you lie? Because I've been over it a million times, and that spell worked. Mm. You never went in. It's the only explanation. Why couldn't you just go through that door and meet your soulmate? Was being happy such a terrible fate? Yes, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. See? You're right, I never went in. That's complex. I was afraid. I didn't... You said... I could let go of the anger that was weighing me down, and suddenly it felt like without it, I would just float away. There's your that villain story. was all I had. What would I be without it? Where'd you learn Happy. that lesson from? Where would I be without it? Happy. And look what good it did you. That strength you gained. Because I'm holding your heart in my hand, and I'm not hearing one reason not to squeeze it into ash. All right, you want a reason? Here you go. You think I was afraid? You think I did the wrong thing? Well, fairy, right now you're making the same choice. I picked revenge over hope. And you're holding the result. Small. Hard. Dark heart. What a bargaining the chip. choice I did, then what you're looking at is your own future. Girl knows how to negotiate. I mean, she came prepared. I'm not going to tell you what to do. The 
choice is yours. She would give Rumple a run for his money right now. I know. Also, imagine that if like every time you, you thought you were gonna make a bad decision, somebody showed up like Regina and was like, "This is what your heart would look like." <laughs> after you made that decision. <laughs> yeah, that. Over anger. This is compelling case. Just love and help me get my son back. You love your son very much. With Henry, I finally got something right. This is so good. Don't you want to be able to say the same thing? It's too late for me. Only if you kill me. I won't kill you. Full confidence, too. Not afraid at all. I won't help you either. Besides, it's probably too late. He's been with him too long. Just gonna go ahead and put this back in myself. <laughs> Look at the fun that happened. I know. The thing of this place, Henry, is that no one ever tells you no. You can do whatever you want. Time out. Does this feel a little bit like, uh. Doesn't it feel like the Donkey Boys from Pinocchio? Like the kids what? who. The kids who try to convince Pinocchio to do the bad thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't it feel a this little This feels like, like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I mean that too. But like, there's definitely like an element of, you know, the kids trying to convince him. You know what I mean? I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever watched Pinocchio as like an adult. The cartoon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, like, I uh, definitely watched it when I was a kid, obviously. But right. I don't, I have like no memory of Pinocchio. Um, that one doesn't super hold up for me. It, I think that's why. Because there are certain movies that I rewatched as an adult. Uh, the worst one, the only one that like really comes to mind is when I rewatched The NeverEnding Story. And I was like... The first one or the second one? First one. Oh, God, that one is so hard to get through. I, I don't know, know why. why that movie captured me so badly when I was a child. Like, I was literally obsessed with it. And me and my childhood best friend were like, oh, my God, we should definitely watch it now that we're adults. Like, what is it like? And we I wish I was on drugs when I watched yes. it. Yes. Yeah, it was really bad. They definitely made uh, it on sober. drugs. Let's be honest. <laughs> they made that shit the on The whole like horse mushrooms. and the mu- Atreyu. Atreyu. Like, Iron I'm the- sorry. That's a lot of trauma to dump on like a six-year-old watching that movie. It's a little Indian in the cupboard action for you. Uh, yeah. I was obsessed with Jonathan Brandis. Here's why. Somebody out there is going to, I think this is, might be the second time I referenced this in that, on this show. I was a big fan of a really stupid show that no one liked called Sequest DSV, Deep Sea Vehicle. I've definitely talked about this on the show before. It is on, I want to say HBO or Peacock or something. It's on, it's on some streaming platform. Might be Apple TV or something. Uh, and it featured, uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name. It's just totally escaping me right now from Jaws. The, like, the guy, the main guy from Jaws was okay. the captain. I don't know anybody um, in that movie. Uh, Blair Underwood, I believe, is who plays his, his first mate, the like second in command guy, who at the time in the early 90s, Blair Underwood was like the like Justin Bieber of the time. He was like the, yeah. he was like the chiseled black guy. One GQ got man of the year every year. He was like Brad Pitt, George Clooney. Yeah. Blair Underwood was like super. Everybody wanted him. And Jonathan Brandis was the kid on this show. He was like 12, I don't know, 13, 14, something like that. 
maybe a little oh, older. Oh, really? And he was basically a genius kid who developed this city. There was a dolphin, like a live dolphin on the show that was in the thing, in a pool in, in this submarine. And he made this mechanism where the little squeaks and whistles that the dolphin made in the pool, the whole room translated it. And so he, his name was Darwin. He had a voice. And this kid like was a genius. And he built that system to make Darwin talk. So, of course... In the era and age of Jonathan Taylor Thomas with the split bowl cut, right? That this is the dream kid everyone loves. This kid with his like flannel hoodie around his waist, skipping around in his converses in here. I'm like, I want to be that kid. He looks cool and he's smart. Oh, and That's awesome. So Jonathan Brandis being the main kid in NeverEnding Story 2, that's why NeverEnding Story 2 stuck with me. But I had NeverEnding Story 1 for some reason. I could not. I could not get on board. It was nothing to... to latch me onto it just nuts just absolute chaos it was chaos uh i will give you another recommendation out there if you enjoy chaos like that if you liked the dark crystal and that and uh you know like these crazy labyrinth exactly um here's what you do you go find the very first movie that made tom cruise famous and it's called legend it was done in 1980 i want to say seven six seven something like that uh, it features a very large, very scary Tim Curry, full face of makeup, playing the devil. He called the darkness, right? Full giant minotaur horns, full red head to toe, right? Hoofs. Uh, if you've seen the, I feel like I'm repeating myself. I definitely talked about this on the show too. I Yeah. I, yeah. Ryan Reynolds actually went back and read, you know how he's doing these weird commercials now? He's like doing entrepreneur, like weird yeah. things, right? So if you saw the New Year's Eve uh, commercials, where he's a big devil guy and it was something about like 2022 is going to be the year of, I forget what yeah, it was. Yeah. And they played Taylor Swift. Bingo. That and I big, also would just like to say, unfortunately, I believe that that was 2021. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was 2020 into 2021, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. That was two freaking years ago. That's that's. I know. That's terrible. Okay. Well, if you've seen that commercial, that big devil guy, literally exactly what the darkness from Legend was. He lifted it directly from the movie. Um, so it was Tim Curry doing that. And the whole premise of the movie is that this girl who's like fluttering in the forest and supposed to be some like virgin, you know, like pure girl she walks up to a unicorn this is all fairy tale land right walks up to a unicorn the, the dark darkness is trying to kill the last unicorn and rid magic of the world or something like that and she walks up and she touches it no one's supposed to touch it and so touching it makes it weak or whatever so he cuts the horn off and it like almost kills the the unicorn it's weak and now all of the magic from the world is like leaving or whatever and it's going to be darkness all the time because the unicorn is like the light of the universe or whatever and so the whole movie is about Tom Cruise with this girl having to go to the darkness and get the damn horn back and put it on the unicorn to save the universe, right? And they meet all these weird little creatures and there's like, you know, Warwick Davis is in it playing some weird little Ewok looking thing and like there's all there's a fairy and there's all these creepy... It's just the, the chaos of never-ending story just with like fairy tale type woods, woodland creatures, and the devil. That's, I mean, it's the same, same energy, same vibes. If you, if you want to see an extremely young, I think he must huh. have been like 18, 19 years old, Tom Cruise, very, very early in his career. 
It's just called Legend. Just look that up. That'll that'll really I'll really mess you up for a little while. <laughs> That's a good one to go back to. Oh, Why I watched these things when I was like eight or nine years old, I'll never know. Yeah, I don't get it. My mom just, but you know, my parents used to tape these movies off a of TV all the time. So I had rows and rows of VHSs in my house that when they weren't around, as soon the, at the age where I figured out how to use the VCR, I would just go in there and pluck out random VHSs and put them in just to see what it was. I've seen like... The Gods Must Be Crazy and Dances with Wolves and all these weird movies I would have never liked, but they were on the VHSs and I was just literally bored and going through them and I just put them on the TV. Oh my gosh. And then and then full-grown adults would be talking about something like that and I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah I've, I've seen Conan the Barbarian totally. And they're like, why? <laughs> it was on a tape in my house somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, Legend was one of those things that they just taped off a TV and kept it and I, I happened to stumble across it and watched it and they were like, oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no it's nightmares, okay. no nothing. But let me talk to you. Witches? Forget that. Nightmares for to this day, I still... Oh my gosh, nope. yeah. Full on nightmares. Turning yeah. kids into rats and the gooey faces, nope. Nightmares so I remember for... watching that one scene. It's on Disney Plus now, or something. I think it's That's Disney Plus. Crazy. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, you could watch... I, 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 or Prime Video. I think it's Prime Video. I literally put it on. I fast-forwarded to that exact scene. I have no memory of any part of this movie except that scene. I had recurring yeah, yeah. nightmares of that scene in the hall where they all took their mask off and they were all gooey. Yeah. And, and then that kid walked in the room and they turned him into a mouse. And they redid it. Yeah, they did. They did a remake. With of Anne Hathaway. It. Sure did. Ugh, right? That. Anne Hathaway? Yeah. I'm I think so. Sure, yeah, yeah. Nightmares. But it's funny how like the Henson company and like that time period of like the, the 80s, they were doing yeah. some scary shit and calling it kids movies. I'll tell you right now, that whole chaotic, I think the never ending story might have been 70s, actually, the first one might have been late 70s. I think. Oh, I, I want to see. Let's see. Can you look? I don't know. I, my parents love to show me weird shit like that, so... Because that's just like the time period. You were right on the tail end of like still in, in my like, uh, let's see, 19. Oh, so Never Ending Story 1 was 1984, making Never Ending oh. Story 2, uh, 1991. 91. Wow. Okay. Legend, the uh, movie was Tom Cruise, 1985. Wow. 85. Whew. Very old. Again, I was not alive, but I saw it. <laughs> saw it, and it was still weird. <laughs> Willow, it's another one from the 80s. Anyway, we'll be your talking Never about Never heard of that one. I've heard Willow? of Legend. Willow? Are you, are you, you've heard of Legend, but not I've Willow? I've heard of it, but not Willow, no. Really? So yeah, no. w- Willow was like one of the big things that made Warwick Davis famous because he was oh. Willow. He was the title character in it. Same stupid, weird shit, woodland creatures in some fairy tale land. And he had to tell yeah, an adventure no. story. So he, well, Warwick Davis, for those of you who don't know, he's he was the main Ewok who was messing around with Leia in the, in the sixth movie, Return of the Jedi. Um, okay. And he was also... If for Harry Potter, this is this is the people who are really know Warwick Davis. He played Professor Flitwick, and uh, Ooh, really? and uh, one oh uh, Griphook, the the creepy goblin dude with the key, takes them into the yes. bank. Both of those characters are played by Warwick Davis, a famous really little person who yeah. Any of those weird uh, characters in movies in the seventies and eighties where he had to play like a really tiny 
creature of some kind or in willow he's he's a little person who just like the title character i forget what the storyline is of that one but that's like a famous 80s movie that's like the one that's the thing that everyone knows him from besides interesting that was 88 willow was yeah, we really got into a um, yeah movies of the '80s little side story here. Val Kilmer's in that. Ron Howard and George Lucas directed, or Ron Howard directed it. George Lucas produced it. I mean, that's a that's a Ron Howard directing and George Lucas producing with Val Kilmer and Warwick Davis in the Those top. Are big like, names. this is a big movie. Like, it was here. I'll I'll uh, give you the the elevator pitch here. Uh, it was. Uh, a reluctant farmer who plays a critical role in protecting a baby from a tyrannical queen who vows to destroy her and take over the world. That doesn't even make any sense. Like, why? It's, just, it's literally just an adventure movie for the sake of adventure. Like, it's just like, who knows? I don't know. Yes. And the, the poster is like Val Kilmer with this giant hair and then Willow with a baby in the background and then like the redheaded woman and then him in the front in like a former outfit with a big staff. Like, that's the whole it makes cool no it. it makes no sense and really honestly all the movies in the 80s like that made they didn't matter they didn't make any sense at all there was just yeah. like adventure just for a story's sake just to have fun yeah <laughs> i miss those days honestly when movies could just be movies could just be fun to be like for the academy right you know? right like, it and could just i think it's funny because they did win many academy awards because they were so good without yeah, having to try like, so hard I just, yeah, I, I miss the, like, less try-hard mentality, I guess. Like, Sometimes, every movie now. And, like, like, the discourse with everything. I I kind of hate it. I really sometimes just wish movies could just be enjoyed. Yeah. Every movie you now has, like to be, movie. has to be 12 years a slave, every movie, or else, like, if you didn't make someone cry or hate themselves or... Right. Yeah, and I'm like, like, I'm just here to vibe. I just want to vibe. Can I just vibe? Sometimes you just want to vibe. Into the Spider-Verse. Vibes. Best picture. <laughs> Hairspray. Hairspray. Vibes. Total vibes. Absolutely. Fun vibes, even. I would dare to say. That's what I mean. I just want a fun vibe. Uh, so Once Upon a Time, a fun vibe? Kind of? This episode? Hell yeah. This episode is a vibe and a half. Uh, how much we got left? We got a little bit. We got, we got like 10 minutes. Like, let's... <laughs> I just let's realized go. also that uh, the sound you just heard, it's the first time you've heard it. Probably this whole episode because I realized while we were talking that the sound of the play pause uh, was not patched, so it was playing in our headphones here, but not being recorded. So no worries. I mean, you can tell when we play in pause. So anyway, actually, I'm rewind. They never hurt themselves. Oh, all the time. At one point, I had four boys with missing fingers. Cost of the game. They didn't mind. I don't belong here. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> Long before you were even born. I don't believe that. <laughs> you should. This place runs on imagination. On you should. They should. Yeah. True. Magic is dying, and you, Henry, need to save it. In my world, you mean? In every world. You need to bring it back. That's your destiny. This Peter's a great actor too. Magic to be the savior. My mom is the savior, not me. <laughs> she broke some curse, yeah. Oh, I know more than you think. But what if breaking the curse wasn't the thing that made her the savior? Interesting question. If having you was. Interesting question. You were descended from the greatest of light and of dark. We think it's a coincidence that the spawn of the dark one met your mother. You were created for a reason, and I can help you find it. So you think I'm supposed to save magic? I don't think. 
I believe. Remember, I uh, said I had something to show you. The heart of the truest believer. Don't yeah. forget, that's what they had to find. I've had this for a very long time. Long before you even thought of. Take a look and you know why I'm so sure you're the hero Magic has been waiting for. It's gotta be that picture of him. The creepy one yeah. from when yeah. they was there. From hundreds of years ago? Yeah. I don't believe you. It's a lot of talk you about remind me of your father. belief in this episode. You remind me of your father. Uh, put it and together, Henry. Why would he know your father? I'll be right here next time. Pan time. knows that he does believe in him. Henry's his friend right now. Yeah, 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 totally. You'll come up right under the shadow. It's a good plan. I know. Uh, I'm Mulan. Heard of me? <laughs> Man, thanks again. Thank me when your family's back together. What? Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna save them, but back together, we'll see. He's like, do you want to unpack my baby daddy issues too? Fucking on her back. Why wouldn't you? Because I screwed up the first time. You did. Hopefully, I get another chance. Yeah, Paula said Emma told me that she, she should have punched you in the face. I, I waited way too long before I said I felt the same. I won't make that mistake. Again. I mean, and also you left her in jail with your unborn child and whatever. Yeah. I hope so. Learn that lesson the hard way. You love someone, you don't keep it in. You say it. <laughs> well, I was like, why are you looking at me right now? <laughs> I know! You ready? I suppose. Come here, little man. I wish little oh. John was Hurley. That would have been oh. better. And this oh, guy was... Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been much better. Now, daddy's gonna be right there. Okay, now it might be loud, but nothing's gonna hurt you. You understand? This kid is a you ball of cute. Yeah. So scary. No, 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 not yet. I was gonna say Beetlejuice. I know, like... <laughs> yeah, this seems like such a bad plan. Okay, Roland. Say it. He's just hiding behind this bench. You're not even supposed to say what you believe in. You're supposed to say the words I believe. Just once more. No, I'm sorry, mate. That's it. <laughs> Feels like a weak mechanic. I feel like we could have done better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this kid is. So I know. Like, I don't oh, want to no. watch this. <laughs> so Neil just jumps out the window. The way this scene should have ended is he should have missed and just face planted on the ground and died. <laughs> no. Because uh... <laughs> all these things are always contingent on like he just jumps out the window blindly and hopes he grabs onto this guy's ankle. Like it. Just and seems hopes like a... that he doesn't like kick him off. It like... feels like a bad plan, right? Oh, thank God the bebe is okay. That kid's acting though. He was like, ah, I no. believe. <laughs> it was so cute. Thank you, Muno. I owe you much. He doesn't have a scratch on him. I planned it that way. <laughs> Girl. So, <you> know, <laughs> Did you plan for him to get decapitated? Like, you, what are you talking you about? You should have brushed your shoulder off just now. You can put your considerable <laughs> skills to use. There's a place for you among my merry men. You'd be the first woman. I hope that's no deterrent. I've been in that position before. 
Is that a yes? Uh. <laughs> I'm honored, but there's someone I need to talk to before it's too late. Okay, first of all, drink. I loved one. For Mulan, and second we of all, see. drink for that, just for me, just yeah. for me. I liked that. Yeah. That was my hook at a moment right there. Oh, convenient wow. camera pan on Aurora. Who's looking like Megara? You been there? What are you doing? She looks great right now. Are you kidding me? Gathering my courage. What's going on? Oh boy. I'm so glad you're back. Oh no. I don't remember it's which way here. this goes. No, no. Shall I get him? No. That's unnecessary. Uh, it's gonna go bad. Bingo, bango. You see, I. I've been smiling at I can tell you were bursting with news, but so am I. Oh. You might want to bite that tongue, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Philip and I are expecting a baby. <laughs> Girl, friend, Jane Espenson. Yeah. Jane Espenson. It's like a dream come true. Now, please, please tell me your news. Uh, I totally just slashed this shadow. I did so good. Band. He has a band? What kind of music is he playing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like alt rock? Oh, Merry Man. Listen, if it's punk, don't do it. Trust me. I steal from the rich and give to the needy. <laughs> I'm not greedy. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, first of all, first of all, LGBTQ vibes. Very progressive. It's like that TikTok sound. Did something LGBTQ just happen to me? Ah, <laughs> uh, we might have to put that in the sound effects, actually. It Na- might be necessary for Na- future mean? episodes. Yeah, spoiler, for not like, spoiler. Spoiler, not spoiler. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the just saying the way that they handled this quite tastefully was, is Philip around? No, he's not here. It's you I wanted to talk to. And that sequence of events of like, I need to, they kept saying I need to talk to someone. They're doing a lot of like yeah. really blatant hints of like, there's someone I need to talk to. And it pans up on Aurora. And the first thing she says is, oh, is Philip here? They're doing this, this seesaw yeah. thing back and forth that I think is really smart. And then kind of revealing it in and also making it a tragedy instead of a happy ending. Jane knows her shit. I'm just saying. Chef's right at the end of the episode. Chef's kiss. Something we weren't even invested in. And she was like, oh, by the way. But I bet you're invested now. I yeah. Am. Now you're like, I oh am. no, Mulan, I want your happiness. Mulan, I just want you yeah. to be happy. You're crying. Yeah. You're a soldier. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, so, so, so well done. Where's Regina? Who the hell are you? A pissed off mother. Where is she? They look fine. They look really silly right now. Lowering those? You may stick me, but I'll take you down with me. She's okay. She's not gonna hurt us. Just stand down. But is she going to help us? <laughs> well, looks like I don't care. Hello, Hook. Lady Bell. She's not Lady Bell. Why not? Drink for that. After all we've been through together. Little assistance. She doesn't have any magic. We don't know what their relationship no. is yet either. No, but we in know there world. is one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I guess people just stop believing in me. And even if I wanted to help oh. you, he's too powerful. But you know where Pan is. Sure. But it won't do you a bit of good. Let us be the judge of that. 
Does he trust you? Kenny looks banging right now. Maybe. Why should I help you? Because I believe in you. How clean she's just like just really, you know? Yeah. And what's in it for me? Other than a death sentence from Pan when you're gone with your boy. You can come with us. Look, I don't want to throw shade, but what's her face? Um Belle. Um Emily de Raven. Yeah. Can we just I don't want to attack the poor girl, but the my baby stuff. Yeah. This girl has a full on Australian accent. And I know. Ain't nobody doing all this it's crazy. It's Australian or New Zealand, and I know they get so fucking uptight about that shit. Is she from um, Canada? Oh, let's get this right. Is she from New Zealand and I'm fucking this up? I, I, might I, be... think I, I think she might be from New Zealand. I is, could be completely wrong. Is though. that why? Because it's. It is. She's from New Zealand. Wait, where is Emily the Raven from? Australia, right? Well, yes, but like where? She's from. Uh, Wikipedia. She's from forty-two Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia. Vic- Victoria. <laughs> we are the worst. She's from Victoria, Mount Eliza, Victoria, Australia, and Rose MacGyver is from Auckland, New Zealand. Is that how you say that? Wow, Auckland? I was right. Auckland. So, by the way, her name is Frances Rose MacGyver. Francis Rose, oh, not just Rose. I would also and she go all by Rose. Went, went by Rose, but that's cute. Frankie, I like it. Uh, she began her career with guest appearances in New Zealand based series Xena, Warrior Princess, and Hercules The Legendary Journeys. I know oh we've talked gosh. about that on this show before. Yeah, we have. That is awesome. I didn't know that. Now I got to go hunt awesome. and find out who she was in that because I am obsessed with Xena and Hercules. And I, she was an uh, Amazonian. And she was, oh, she was, she was in the movies, because remember, Hercules were movies first, and then it was a TV show, and then there was a Xena episode in Hercules, and then they spun that episode off into yep. its own show. So she was uh, Ilea in the film, which is a recurring character. She was that same character in all of the films, oh. and then recurred as that in the show. TV show? And then when in... Uh, Xena, she was, it says Daphne's slash Xena, and I'm sure it probably was one of those weird storylines where it was like an alternate universe or something, and she's playing. Yeah. Or maybe a young Xena or something. Ooh, could have been young Xena. Interesting. Hmm. She's got a cute little uh, uh, IMDb here. She, had a, yeah. she was in iZombie? Olivia? Uh, yeah. I oh, she is she's iZombie. the main character. Oh, she's the main character. She isn't. Yeah, that's right. Master of Sex? Never saw that. CSI? Original CSI, Bridget. Uh, Power Rangers, random stuff. Maiden hmm. Voyage. This is, yeah, this is like a healthy, so 1993 and until um, 2021. So she's active. Yeah, she's, oh yeah, iZombie just ended. Night, uh, 2019. What I'm saying, like, yeah. since iZombie like, was still doing stuff, because that, yeah. that stopped a lot of people's careers dead flat right there. <laughs> no, she's, yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, DreamWorks Dragons, she was a voice. Uh, and then I'm Sorry, Woke Ghosts is what she's doing right now as Samantha. Huh. I don't know what that is. Me neither. An American? Oh, it's a sitcom from the British series of the same name. Uh, married New Yorkers Samantha and Jay, so she's Samantha, uh, believe that their dreams have come true and they inherit a beautiful country house only to find that it's falling apart and inhabited by ghosts who died on the mansion's grounds and are now bound to the area until they can reach the afterlife. Jay cannot see or hear the ghost, but Samantha, hi zombie, this is hilarious. Samantha, after hearing a near-death experience, or sorry, after having a near-death experience, can see them. 
but he can't. Okay, I kind of love that. That sounds great, but it's a sitcom, which means it means it's a comedy. I Zombie was also kind of a sitcom, and I loved it. Was it so more much. like kind of? But it was more like played off as a drama, though, wasn't it? It was a CW show, so a mix of both. Okay, right. I really got to get into both. that because, like, that sounds right. Both of those things sound right up my alley. I need to. I need to get get on it. All right, let's finish. That's right. Home. That is what you want, isn't it? Wait, I missed what happened. I'm going back. You. 20 seconds. I believe Just in you. Just get us inside and we'll take care of things. Emma right said now. that she could come with us. Inside this compound? Maybe. Why should I help you? Because I believe in you. Oh, Snow said that. Just get us inside and we'll take care of things from there. And what's in it for me? Other than a death sentence from Pan when you're gone with your boy. You can come with us. That's right. Oh. oh interesting. That is what you want, isn't it? What a proposition. I She's know, an outcast right? now, right? So, like... Okay. Listen closely. Pan trusts me, he'll let me in. And maybe, just maybe, I'll leave a way open for you. But you've only got one shot. So you better have a good plan. I love the attempt that they tried to make her look dirty and ugly, and she still looks gorgeous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, slap some dirt I, on her cheeks. She looks like me on, like, a good day. <laughs> and I know she's supposed to look disheveled right now. <laughs> Charming's all being broody right now. Oh, he has to decide whether to tell her that he's dying. I just want to get Henry back. We're on the way. How'd you know that would work? Offering her a home. It worked for me. When I was a bandit, living alone, all I wanted was a home. And Red gave her one. Thing is, I never found it till you came along. Ew, why didn't you just say Red gave her one? Even now. I mean, that's all I need. It's to make him guilty, that's all. I know, but... I hate that they're doing the, like, she needs a man. <laughs> Come on. Last thing we need is to get lost in here. He's done nothing this episode, and I still am mad at him for not being honest with her. Yeah, I'm still mad. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Still mad. Because now he's doing it again. Yeah. He's like, it's better if she doesn't. Yeah, I hate it. It's like, aren't you supposed to be a team? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Henry on that creepy picture from hundreds of years ago. This is like those things you see of the, like, pictures from the 1800s and it looks like Eddie Murphy or something. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so Neil's dead for, like, the third time being dropped from uh, 200 feet in the air into a forest. Fail fire. Yeah, Hobo Jake. Pan will be so happy to see you. Why is he even talking like that? Like, he's talking like a weird high surfer. He literally is like Chris Angel. (laughs) Yeah, he does give off some real... He needs eyeliner, that's what he needs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you ever go back and find him? The man with the lion tattoo. No. Unreal. Do you know how selfish that is? Yo, she's calling her out at every opportunity. But how is it selfish? Because you guys are soulmates. You didn't just ruin your life. Yeah, you ruined his too. You ruined his. Because if you were supposed to be together and you kept yourself from him. Yeah. He didn't get his soulmate either. Obviously it's selfish. 
Oh my god, it's my favorite part. Mulan is now joining... <laughs> excuse me. Robin's band. The band. <laughs> the band. <laughs> Give her a handshake. Welcome. Hey, look, a lion tattoo. That's convenient. Friggin' brilliant. Yo. Oh my god. Well, thanks to all that clicking in Whoa. the uh, in the clapping, I figured out where the clicking is now coming from. <laughs> Took a little while, but oh. I figured it out. Yeah, it's in the samples. Um, so that was the episode. Episode that was three? so easy. Yeah, that... season three, episode three. <sighs> Tell me your preliminary thoughts. On this episode. That was such an easy episode. Oh, it felt so good. It was like an easy... It didn't feel like we were recording a podcast. It genuinely felt like we were just hanging out and watching a TV show. That was easy like Sunday morning is what that was. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I'm, I don't know how they got away with the last episode at all. Period. No. Well, here's the thing, though. This was not a Charming-centric episode. And last week was because the entire flashback was about him convincing her of the sword and all that other crap right so but but the writing was also bad it wasn't just his decisions the 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 structure of the episode was not made well either it was it was yeah the script it wasn't everything just charming was, it was a lot of like weird things going on so this episode right sizes a lot of things it and it did actually continue Charming's bullcrap of just, like, being weird and being not charming at all. You know what I mean? Very toxic. Very toxic. Very, very toxic, actually. And when I had all that beef with him when we were talking in season one and me being like, oh, Charming, this part of the show is what I was remembering. Yeah. Was this middle, this middle chunk. Because what we encountered coming into like 750 even with the infidelity i gotta say he was trying to like stand up for true love now he was going about it a, a weird skeezy way but like the the love that he was having for snow white now this is the problem with the infidelity thing right is if you skip over that part doing all of the like but it's true love but it's true love and you try to ignore that other thing that little piece of the toxic part sticks around so that when this stuff happens he goes well for the purposes of true love i'm gonna do these weird toxic things and write it off as me being heroic yeah. So that toxic element, that's the problem with kind of ignoring a toxic decision for the sake of something good, right? And right. doing it the wrong way because that little piece that you had to sacrifice to get there, that that Snow has been arguing this entire time, like at what cost do you do the right thing? You know, even when she did yeah. it herself and the little black spot on her heart and everything, that it's not worth that. And that's sort of what Charming did in 7.15 a.m. That's sort of what David was doing the entire thing, you know, leading up to Catherine leaving or whatever. And that's kind of what is now sort of that was dormant and is now continuing is him being like, I'm going to convince her of what I think that she's strong. And so I'm going to bamboozle her into this this game or whatever and make her think, right. you know, placebo her. And like now it's like, oh, well, this important thing is happening. So I'm not going at as I'm talking about this. Spoilers, not spoilers, because I don't remember, but I have a vague memory of this going like crazy 
horribly bad when she finally realizes because obviously she's going to realize that some shit is going down right so when she realizes right. that he's been lying to him this whole time i have a vague memory of her like give, reading him the riot act for uh, taking it upon himself to keep it from her As and not letting should. her do it herself i have a vague memory of that and i really hope that that's a memory and not just me making that up and hoping that it's true because that's what this needs because he's being he's being a dweeb and i don't like it i um, hate it but all that aside, we can now get into all the great stuff about this. Yes. MVPs. MVP of Neverland. This is going to be hard because I'm so obsessed with everything about this episode. <laughs> Snow. Snow White, MVP of Neverland. I, uh, I, first instinct, I want to say Regina, honestly, because that whole thing in the, in the cave with her convincing her first of all owning her decisions owning her all of her mistakes and all of her everything yeah. leading up until this point her was toxicness a, yeah. that's a big deal for her and also she's the one who convinced tink to help them and get them in although we didn't see it in this episode the whole conflict was like how are they going to get the help from tink and she's the one who convinced tink to help them and not them she kind of turned it around so for me most valuable well, snow convinced her to help that's true though yeah i mean she was she by herself that's why i'm picking snow i think i think then it's fair to do like a combo of regina and so she snow wouldn't have had a ha access to her had regina not really right pushed yeah. her most of the way but snow kind of did the rest so i think it's a little combo of the both of them you know yeah uh how about your mvp of the enchanted forest well enchanted forest geez enchanted roland. forest present roland Roland, that's so cute. He's a little We're brave baby. Absolutely giving it to Roland. That's the cutest thing ever. What about the Enchanted Forest uh, uh, flashback? Tank. It should have been Regina Tank. Yeah, Tank. Definitely Tank. She wanted to do the right. She wanted to do the next right thing. In fact, she did do the next right thing. Yeah, she did. She did nothing wrong in this entire scenario. And she kind of got slammed for it. Uh, LVP of Neverland. Pan is not, does not even qualify as my LVP yet. Pan is, Pan is doing his thing. You think David? I mean, I don't consider his leaving Snow out uh, enough of an action to warrant an LVP. I mean, it over the marriage for me, overarching LVP, I think, from that action. But we that's not part of this episode, though, really. No. Yeah, I know. But there's really nobody else to give it to. I was going to say is Felix. <laughs> Just because he's. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, like, no. For holding that club and the toothpick in his mouth like a stupid... No, it's fine. LVP should go to um, David. Um, okay. Uh, LVP of the Enchanted Forest present. There was none. Present. LVP. I, oh, actually, there was none. The Shadow? <laughs> yeah, no, there was none. There was none. Okay. LVP of the Enchanted Forest flashback. Regina. Regina or Rumpel? Uh, Rumpel's really the one that kind of convinced her to hate herself. <laughs> yeah. I might give it to Rumpel just because, okay, because in this case, he wasn't like being a villain, but he is the one who like planted the bad seed that kind of set Regina on the wrong path. So I would say LVP, because had he not influenced her, maybe the thing with Tink would have worked and her whole life would have worked out. Yeah. All right. 
If I'll give it to Rumple too. We'll, we'll do Rumple because I mean we don't like to give it to Rumple when he's doing really bad stuff because <laughs> sometimes it's yeah. Like, this needs is to like happen. not indirect, but it's as close to in- indirect. It, indirect as MVP. Get, so. Yeah. So here's the hard stuff. Honorable mention overall character. See if Roland got MVP, who would be honorable mention? Mulan for putting it putting her heart in her sleeve, putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, Mulan. Uh, or it could be. Uh, I'm going to give it to Milan because she also, like, didn't make it about her. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she just genuinely said, okay. As a character, yeah. I mean, I, I feel strongly enough to say MVP is the combo, but I would also give an honor another honorable mention to Regina for turning her flaws into strength. Because that's not just humble. In that's, Neverland, yeah. That's a new, that's a bit much bigger heroic move. In Regina's yeah. arc that I think really moves her forward almost along the lines of like the end of what is it season two where she like has to be a good mom to Henry and has to flip things around. We started yeah. to feel her come back to be not a villain and be a hero. This felt right. like that moment of like use my quote unquote villainy of the past as a as a reason for you not to repeat my mistakes. That, that just right. feels really strong. So I think both yeah, Mulan and Regina gets another another little feather in the cap. Outstanding performance agree. actor, Lana Perea, Rose McGuire, yeah. Jennifer Morrison, uh, Guinea Good, Ever- Nachu David. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Josh, Josh Dallas is doing fine. The, the entire cast, yeah. if we're being honest. Josh Dallas is doing with this horrible storyline a great job at making us hate him, <laughs> which yeah. I I can't tell if that's the point, but they are doing they are doing that they are making us They're hate killing him. That. But that Josh, is for sure. but Josh Dallas is I don't think he's adding or taking away anything from that. He was he's, no, he's doing his job. Not. He showed up to work. He's doing his his job. But yeah. but really, Lana and Rose that choked me up a lot. You know, yeah. and and I think that little moment between <laughs> Guinea and Jennifer playing mom and daughter, I think it was really, really powerful as well. Yeah. Um, and what's his face who plays uh, Peter? Really, again, very, very strong, phenomenal actor. I think he is. Yes. Um, uh, I don't think he I'm trying to see if he's in here. I don't think he is. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's fantastic. Uh, so. Oops. Uh, that's our MVPs. I think that was a strong, strong MVPs. Uh, and now this is going to be fantastic. This is going to be crazy actually. And I think we're going to, this is going to be great. Ladies and gentlemen, the third annual Mr. Gold's gold star in the field of excellence, 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 excellence. You ready for this? Yeah. Six stars. First time ever. First time in Once Upon a Time history, and I'll tell you why. Six stars? I'll tell you why. This oh, is I... hands down a five-star episode to me, period. It had everything that I wanted, and to me, I feel like, well, five and a half stars. I was going to say, it it had a little bit of minus points for the charming stuff, and right? We are adding an entire star left over from last week's episode. Oh, yes. Four, 0.5. I forgot we decided that. Two. So yeah, five and a half stars. 2.5. So to me, it was one full star over. It was a five star episode plus that full star, but Charming takes away that 0.5. Yeah. And okay, so some 5. other 5. little things. So 5.5 5. 5 
It's first time we have an over five star episode. Five point. No, we had a twelve star episode. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot which one that was too. But that's hilarious. Okay, fine. Then the five point. I was gonna say <laughs> I, we should just. This give is it the a whole calculated six. over five star. Yeah, score. yeah, this was like yeah. This was not like a like a silly joke one. This was like a real one. Yeah. Ooh, so that uh I mean honestly, oh stupid stupid. This was stupid. Honorable mention overall, we would strike the character portion and give honorable mention to Dame Jane Espenson. Absolutely. Hats off. Hats off. We've cracked the code. It's Jane. Listen, I said in the beginning, like, this is going to determine whether or not we're crazy and we're just projecting. And we're not crazy. After last week's episode. Much like other things we've been discovering lately, we're not crazy. And our first impressions are valid. (laughs) Yes, they are. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I I thought I could slip it in. If I'm going to get cut off, I'd rather get cut off by a TikTok audio. By Picasso. (laughs) No, but you're right. Our our theories are valid. Our Jane... First of all, don't forget, she's a supervising whatever the hell she is. She's an executive, uh, whatever. Yeah. She's like a producer of some kind, right? So she has more involvement than just the writing. But let's not forget what, like, her skill set. I mean, this is so, th- I mean, if we didn't know it was her, would we see that drastic change from then to now and go, wait, there's so many good things. Would we then retrofit and go back in and go, is this Jane Espenson? And, and find out that it was true. You know what I mean? Right. That's how clear her fingerprint is. The writing is so subtle. It's so mysterious. It's so, it has so much open room. It feels like a pinter play for any of my stage nerds out there, right? The big thing about Harold Pinter plays, right, is that Pinter left open space. It was always that when you performed a Pinter play, it was like in the negative, in the in the lack of noise. That's where all of the stuff happened. It was in the space between action, between words, is where all the tension is. She is so good at in between things happening, in between uh the the, the opposite of that Gilmore girls uh, Aaron Sorkin yes. style, bang, 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 rapid fire, script lines right after each other with she's no space. She's making you sit and think for a minute. She's really, yeah, she's making you absorb what this really means, what the implication is. She's There are definitely some, I mean, it's not her, but there's some visual elements that are also backing that up. It feels like a symphony. It feels harmonious. Yeah. It feels like all the pieces make sense. Whereas the last episode we had such a problem with every single piece of the episode was cl- like a clunky train off the tracks just getting dragged along by the engine. You know, like yeah. it just the whole thing felt like the continuity was weird. The 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 integrity of the characters didn't make any sense. And the episode directly after feeling this solid and this good, it's hard to ignore what the writing damaged last episode you know what i mean and and how much good writing makes a difference we had a one star episode followed by a five star episode not only in the same season but back (coughs) to back back. to back that is jane if you're out there and you ever listen to our show we are now bowing down to you like Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. That's that's yeah. we are not worthy. We are literally not worthy. Agreed. Let us uh watch the promo for next week. This also had the potential to be really really cheesy and it yeah. was not. It was very very emotionally it was great. moving. Uh, and that loss of Tinkerbell's belief, even though she fully thought she was doing the right thing, and the yep. Blue Fairy being on her high horse. You know what? LVP should probably go to Blue Fairy. I don't know. We yeah. Well, that was uh, that was the flashback. There you go. Oh, um, yeah. 
All right, so now let us watch uh, season three, episode four. It's called Nasty Habits. I am intrigued. Let's get this pulled up. All right, let's do it. It's a map to where? Home. ABC next Sunday, their moment of truth has arrived. Let us put this rescue mission into action. But when the enemy is this powerful, you can only beat him if you're willing to die, which I am. Survival means facing. If you die, I would not be able to move on. Their greatest fears. There is no escaping, never mind. Once upon a time, all new next Sunday at 8 7 Central on ABC. Will they find okay. a son on Neverland? Hashtag save Henry. <laughs> Last week it was hashtag Tinkerbell. All right, we are really in our TikTok era we're in, during this get, season. Getting into the Twitter. Okay, so. Oh, lots, yeah, Twitter, not TikTok. Oh, my God. It's okay. So it's lots to unpack there. First of all, Mary Margaret finds out about the dream shit because she's crying to David. There's that. There's also they finally get in with where Henry is. Yep. So that means, think about this now, TV structure. We're all TV structure experts now because we've been doing this show, right? And we've been talking about behind the scenes production notes, obviously. So all of us know now, right? Episode five, they're already getting to the prep to season finale arc at episode five of a 22 episode arc, which means this Neverland thing is going to be a half season arc. That's what that means because we're getting into, we're getting into the, the, the end of this particular plot doesn't mean the end of these characters doesn't mean the end of Neverland as a whole, but this plot will probably end up closing up pretty soon, which will probably, since it's a mid season one, it's probably going to lean into a different spinoff of whatever we we find out in the next few episodes. Right. Also, where the hell has Mr. Gold been? He's, he came out with tiger stripe painted on his face. face like, on. you know, he's like been sick, sticking around in the woods, like in trees and stuff. He's got a big spear. Then we find out, uh, he says, uh, if you want to win, you have to be willing to die. Which I, I am. Ah, so that gets into some, you know, is that prediction? Is that threat? You never know. And Pan like, says, you're not leaving. Yeah. So, like, uh, don't forget that Pan threatened that by the time they got to Henry, which puts a clock on it, by the time they get to Henry, uh, he won't want to leave. So now we have to figure out what that's going to mean. He already started s- setting these seeds up, right, in his brain of... Mm-hmm. You are the truest believer. You have to believe. And he's also not doing the prisoner thing. He's not torturing him. He's not. He's trying to make him feel like right. one of the family, which is really, really, that gets really dangerous with the Stockholm villains. Stockholm syndrome yeah. And, and think about, this actually does remind me, and I wonder if it's a reference, it reminds me of Hook. For those of you who are, you know, 90s babies and obsessed with Hook like we are, uh, Jack, Robin Hood's, or Robin Hood, Robin Williams, uh, Peter Pan's, <laughs> uh, uh, son in in the movie Hook gets kidnapped and of course is prisoner and Hook's whole game is he's going to turn Jack around to not want to leave so when Pan gets there you know he says come home Jack and Jack is dressed dressed up in the cutest little tiny Hook costume is so adorable he says I, I already am home and that's like the big dig for Peter and he's going to ruin yep. him by making his son turn on him um, This does, doesn't this feel a little bit like that? Yeah like he's trying, especially like, with the face paint. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing, it, it, and and the fact that they also reference Rufio, I feel like they're definitely pulling from from a lot of Hook type of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that reference to Rufio is no mistake. That they're kind yeah. of using it as a as a an inspiration, if nothing else. So this is turning out to be a great plot, and 
Yep. <sighs> I'm remembering now like where they they tur- what they turned this into like beyond the Henry point of it, right? Right. Um, and really brilliant spinning of of these pieces. So I'm very excited to kind of get further into the season because I don't remember how much of that is in this season. I think it really is all this season. Once we get done with this plot, they're going to go up oh, and wait, there's more. Steve Jobs pops up and goes, and there's another thing. That's what this, that's what this season is going to be like. <laughs> so, uh, so that's our show. Y'all we look, that's look at it. what happened. Anybody who thought we were haters last week, we gave this freaking episode six to five and a half stars. Literally. The best killed it. Literally killed it. I'm very pumped. You feel good. I feel great. I feel great. That feels like justice is what that feels like to me. Yeah. For sure. Uh, So now we get to hear what's turning into my favorite part of the show, which is Isla (laughs) sending us off. Wow, guys, this is a good episode. Can you believe one star to five star? Incredible. Split the recording up into two pieces. I am almost completely knocked out. Maggie (laughs) is probably going to stay up for another four hours because he (laughs) is nocturnal. Somebody's got to edit this show. I loved this. We just did season three, episode three. Quite a common fairy about Tinkerbell. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you say nice things, we're going to read it on the air. Um, If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about the show, you can give us a call, 207-536-8512. You can also send us a text message. We have an email address if you need to divulge into your thoughts on this week's episode, the sbcpod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram that we're kind of neglecting, the sbcpod. <laughs> we have a Patreon if you feel as though you would like to contribute to the show monetarily. We would really appreciate it because a lot of work goes into it and it is so special to us. Patreon.com slash the sbcpod. If you're thinking I don't have any friends to talk about Once Upon a Time to, and I'm so sick of talking to my car radio while you guys are playing in my car on the way to work, you can join our Discord and join the conversation. In the Discord, you will find so many of our friends, including Heather Lee, who we would like to give a big shout out to for our... What do you call that? Album cover? Sure. Artwork? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, anyway, I like it's it. us in the Picasso. Enchanted Forest. And Heatherly did it because she <laughs> is incredible. Yeah, Heatherly. Woo! Um, that's it. Tune in next week for episode 50, which is a big fucking deal if you ask me. Hey! Um, my name is Isla Sikorsky. I co-host this with my best friend, the Mackie Mouse. That's me. Uh, we're Storybook Circus. Yeah. Good night. Good night, everybody. So that's our show. And as always, all magic comes with a price. All shows come with a podcast. See you guys. That's a foreshadowing. Ooh. (laughs) See you in Neverland, everyone. Stay gold. Stay rumpled. Bye. Bye. Bye.